ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I just... Yeah. Didn't quite have myself there, but we got it now. There we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is Thursday, January the 24th, 2019. It's another Technical Alpha podcast. And we've got a doozy for you. Do we? I'm just saying that to hype them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Setting the expectations. I don't want to set them too high. I don't want to say, you know, it's the greatest podcast of all time. Although it might be. You never know. Some people like to think it is. So much of this cast is winged. You never know when it's going to be the next fire technical alpha podcast. It could just come out of nowhere. But welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you are all doing well, whether you're watching us on YouTube, live here on Twitch, or catching us on the way to work, or maybe on the way home, on that commute out there in those big cities where it's okay that you spend three hours in a car just <laughs> driving to and from work. If you're ever wondering why my ass is still in Halifax, now you know. Dude, I get angry. Drive like when I was when I used to work in Dartmouth. Mm. I got angry about a about a forty minute commute. I'd get angry about a forty minute commute too. But you you're gonna sit here and be like, yeah, I live just on the outskirts of Toronto, and I work in you know I work downtown, and my commute is two and a half hours. No, 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 it's not. I live. I literally live on the streets of Toronto. Yes. Sleep at the back of the building I worked in, I'd, just so I didn't have to do that. I'd shit. rather go into crippling debt and and buy a two <laughs> and million a dollar freaking uh, <laughs> shitty condo in in downtown yes. Toronto. Yes. So I didn't have to to commute two and a half hours to work. Exactly. It's a whole lot of note. It's like a third of your life is spent in a car to go to work. Fuck that. Fuck it. I could do it for like a short period. I remember when I was in construction, we would have to like drive out to, I don't know, like sometimes it was like closer to past Truro or closer to New Brunswick or whatever. And I used to drive that 91 Honda Civic, which was just not a good time, period. You might not even call it a car anymore. Yeah, it was the Fred Flintstone vehicle. Yes, it was like literally because your feet could go through the floor yes. with that giant rust used hole. To just, whenever there was garbage... I used to just open the floor mat and throw it through the car, and it would go down the highway. I shit you not. Yes. There is an actual rust hole about that big underneath the floor mat. So, yeah. That's a anyway, feature. And, and I mean, I, we used to drive. It was about an hour and a half drive. We used to get there. We could get there in about 45 minutes from speeding. And even that, <laughs> even that was, like, terrible. Salty. Terrible, especially after a long day's work. Yeah, you, you don't just want to go. You back. just want to go home. You know what? You know what my my aunt did was she looked at it and said, "You know what? Fuck, you know, fuck all that noise." Because they lived in Williamswood, mm. so the commute was just was fifteen minutes just to get to the city limits yes. before the journey to yes. Dartmouth. Right. Yes. So uh, she would leave, and she said, "All right, look, the office opens at like seven even though we don't really technically start work until 8 o'clock, 8.30. She, she said, fuck it. She left the house at like quarter to 7, 6.30 to avoid all the traffic. All the traffic. Yes. And all she does is that because she was there early, she would pack up and leave like the 45 minutes or, or an hour early because she was there starting her day earlier and avoided all the traffic on the way home. Amazing. And said, you know what? It sucked getting up a little earlier. Worth. But my God, was it... Worth. 100% worth. Worth. Worth every minute of it. Yes. Uh, Mr. Black, how was your week? Uh, you know, 
It Weeks. was a week? Yeah, yeah actually, yeah, I, this is... Happy birthday oh, right. to you. Yeah, yeah, I turned 32, so my Jeez, birthday... that was the most on notes I've had in a long time. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even that hit that good. flat. That was good. Mm. Um, yeah, no, it was it was a good birthday, just streamed. Um, you played Riven. I played Riven. Kale and I are going to start doing that later, later at night. I was vigorously masturbating the entire time you were playing it's Riven. It's actually a really solid game that holds up today. 1997 was a long time ago, Jeff. It's a long time ago. <laughs> it's a whole long time ago. And I was and 10 years old when that game came out. I was I, I was a little concerned because when you started playing it and you had trouble capturing it, I was like, first of all, in my mind, I was going, all right, well, it's an older game, but there are new games that don't like to be fucking captured on OBS. It's just yeah. kind of the way it goes, which is why I was suggesting to run through your capture card. I'm about to fucking show you how to do that so that you don't have that problem with any game ever again. Yeah. Uh, but you figured it out. I still don't know what the I fuck fi- you did, but you figured it I out. I figured it I changed the, the screen. I think what it was is that crazy screen resolution oh, was tripping the game up. It was up. fucking it up. So I just, yeah. I turned, I changed the resolution of the actual monitor and then it was able to pick it up. Ultra Wides did not exist in 1997. No, and, and <laughs> Ultra ultra Wide, actually that's a super Ultra Wide. Yes, it's and, not even the regular ass Ultra no, Wide. and there's games that come out like now. That like, still are, no. Like I'm probably sure, I'm sure Resident Evil will probably be like, no, I don't like that monitor, exactly. change it to 1080p. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we played that and we're going to keep playing. That was good, uh, that was fun. Um. And yeah, I've just been, my studio is finally done. And uh, we got I got some new audio equipment, which was nice. Mm. Uh, Adam came over and helped set that up. Yeah, we got it sounding like oh, fire. We're, fi- dial- we're dialed in. <laughs> we're dialed in. Sounds bro. so good. And then I've just been grinding the voiceover stuff, like yeah. like every day. I've been waking up, dedicating minimum four hours a day, but it's usually closer to six hours a day of voiceover. Whether that's auditioning, studying, practicing, um, anything, just consuming. Mm. And then streaming after that. So it's been, I've been working like 12 hour days again, which my body's not really used to. But the good thing about it is, is streaming now feels like work, right? Yeah, there there course, are some yeah. days where I'm just having fun. Like the last couple of days, yeah, I've just been yeah. having fun. So it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It's a good time. Been playing some Realm Royale. Um, but over the years, doesn't matter what you do, but you know how it we, becomes, it work. becomes work. So sure. We still have a lot of fun. I, yeah, I don't want to speak for years for you, but I'm you probably can relate. We have fun playing games, yes. but it feels like work. So when you do a nine hour, ten hour day of streaming, yeah, it feels like a nine hour, ten hour day of streaming, and you're like you're you're dead afterwards. What's Absolutely. nice is now I'm doing between seven and nine hours of streaming, usually seven and eight hours, and then. Uh, or and beforehand I'm doing six four to six hours of voiceover. Yeah, but what's nice is voiceover doesn't feel like work yet so it's almost like i'm i'm just having fun and enjoying it so i'm really my my work eventually it's gonna feel like going from one work yes to one job to another yes job. but yeah. what but it took a while for streaming to get to that point oh, so yeah, i'm, I'm sure hoping take some time. that the voiceover will take a while to get to that point too i would right? imagine so so anyway i've been doing that it's been good um it's been fun been enjoying it and that's pretty much it um my week was Literally an entire week of dealing with Bell Alliant mm-hmm. for the internet. Mm-hmm. I would wake up and uh, I would do four to six hours, not of audio auditions, not streaming. I would just do four to six hours of being on the phone with somebody in the Philippines. <laughs> uh, occasionally somebody in India. Mm. 
And then, uh, if I was really lucky, I'd spend five seconds on the phone with somebody here in Canada who would then pass me on to somebody in the Philippines or India. Great. Uh, so it was a fleeting but enjoyable five seconds when I did have that opportunity. Uh, so that was my entire week. Eventually, so, what was this? That was yesterday. My whole my whole week is blended together. I can't believe this is Thursday right now. This is blowing my blowing well, you my, blew mind. my mind. The, uh, I like, think it was last, yesterday. It was last you were night. On call yeah. with me. You're I was like, like, bro, fuck. it's podcast tomorrow. It's Thursday. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fuck. Yeah. It's Thursday tomorrow. It went quick. Yes. I, it was just it was the same thing every day. Just dealing with this internet shit. Uh, so yesterday I have another tech come in. Coincidentally, it's the guy who in, did the original install when we moved into to Joel's place. Mm. Uh, and. He's like, so what's going on? I explained it to him, and he looked at me like I had 58 heads mm. the whole time, and he was like, bro, this is this is well outside of my wheelhouse, but I'm going to try and do my best here to help you out. And at the same time, um, I'm talking with the guys on, the, on Twitter support, because Twitter support, shout out to Bellline Twitter support, because they actually know what the fuck they're doing, and they're not on script. So uh, when you talk to them and they respond, it's not the same five goddamn questions. That's nice. Every single time. Have you tried unpowering and returning on your modem after thirty seconds of shutdown? Um, dude, uh, you just uh, it's it's painful. So they they got in contact after this was such a saga. They got in contact with the network team, which you used to be able to do years ago, but it had to be a crazy fucking specific situation before a customer could speak with the networking team. Mm. They didn't just want mm. any regular ass person talking to the networking team because they're not really tech support. Mm. You're just talking to regular ass employees at that point, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So he goes, he goes, well, let me call my guy. Gets that. He calls the tech support guy who's at my house, who was at the node at the time trying to fix some shit. And then they were on the phone for eight hours eight fucking hours with the tech guy and then the tech guy about four hours deep says all right this is now beyond me i'm gonna call up the programming team and so the networking guy and the programming guy were talking and then and then we were getting like a game of telephone all the way back to the tech guy in my garage who was didn't understand half the acronyms that these guys were using and he was trying to relay this information to me nah. and we were doing shit for eight hours Jeff, I feel like I know this fucking tech guy well, my entire life. You shared breakfast, lunch, and two, dinner. Two 15-minute breaks and dinner. Yes. I, at one point, I brought a stool out for him. He said he was having back spasms standing up. I brought a stool out for him, sat down. And I was like, bro. And I, I, I offered him drinks or food like five times. He's like, don't worry, I'm a camel, bro. I was like, I don't give a fuck. You're here eight, eight hours. You're going to faint soon, and I You're need you to fix my internet. I need you alive. Yeah. But he passed on it. But I know everything about this individual now. I know more about him than some of my best friends Perfect. <laughs> at this point. Perfect. Lots of small talk for eight straight hours. So, uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, the programming guys did some shit. We have literally no fucking clue what it is, but they did something. Okay. And it worked mm -hmm. at least last night. Well, we'll so find now, out next, next week, week on Dragon Ball Z. On does Adam's <laughs> internet still work? We'll see. We're going to find out. So that was literally my whole week. I have nothing else that I did. Uh, oh, also, uh, we were at the hospital. Kale took a spill outside. Right. So I was streaming, and then... The ice fields. Yeah, so we had really shitty weather, and Kayla was taking Thor out to go take his nightly piss, and she took two steps out on the yard and fell, which is very scary because she's almost ready to give birth. Fortunately, she didn't fall on her belly. She fell on her 
right ass cheek, and but she hit the back of her head on the yeah. way down. She had a she had a hood, so it, it wasn't like a full blown smash, but she still hit it pretty good. So I go upstairs, I rush upstairs, and you know she's upset. She's more of like nervous because she took a spill. Absolutely, as you would be. So I was like, you know, uh, do you want to go to the hospital? She's like, no, I, you know, I, I should be fine. I'll lay down, take some Tylenol or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I kept after every game of Realm, I went upstairs, check on her, make sure okay? she was okay. Yeah. Every time she's okay, she's okay, she's okay. So I did that like every 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then she comes downstairs. She's like, I want to go to the hospital. So okay, fuck. All right. We'll fair go. ball. Fair ball. I mean, you we know, waited. We waited. Let's go. Let's go. So we go down to the hospital. Fortunately, so we've been down in the hospital twice for yeah. uh, one time she was having uh, Braxton Hicks contractions and they're pretty were, common. Yeah, they're very common, um, but she had never felt them before. Right. And, and you know, it's moms, the same every time someone moms, gets the Higgs it, contractions, the moms like, go, that's time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we go, so we go down, we, both times we went down, there was nobody down in the fucking pregnancy ward. Oh, so we get go. right in. Let's go. Unfortunately, when you take a fall. You don't there, go there. You, you, well, no, you do. Oh, you do go you still there, go there? But oh, unfortunately, okay. when you take a fall, they hook you up to the monitors to make sure the ba- the baby's heartbeat is fine. Right. Uh, make sure the baby's moving around. They, they monitor a bunch of different things. She, she had to piss in a cup and do all this. But what they have to do is they have to monitor the baby for four to six hours. So I walk in. She's like... And, uh, and I'm just standing up like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're going to be there for, you know, 15, 20 minutes because nobody's down there. Yeah, They're going to, yeah. you know, do their things. And I'm standing. We she got goes, you a room. She goes. Uh, she goes. Get comfortable. <laughs> I said, "Why?" She said, "You'll be here for a while." And I'm looking around, and there's nobody, and I'm confused <laughs> as fuck. And she goes, "Yeah, we're gonna have to monitor that for four to six hours." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> so yeah, we were down there for a while. Fortunately, the doctor uh. doctor came in. She was like, "You seem fine." You might have a concussion, like a like a minor concussion or something. Yeah, yeah. But the baby's definitely fine. So what we're gonna do for you, instead of monitoring you for four or six hours here, we're gonna go by from the time that you fell. So we were only there for three and a half hours. Oh well, opposed bless to it. you know six hours. Oh something. yeah, still pretty shitty. That's pretty brutal. So uh, so yeah, then that was fine. But everything everything's fine. Good. Baby's fine. She's fine. Everything worked out. And yeah, we're due. She's thirty. She was thirty seven weeks yesterday. So. Who knows? This could be. This might be the last podcast of me not being a, of of me. It could uh, be if you're not little, being a, a dad little on or, the early side, yeah, or we could be another week, or yeah. two weeks, or three weeks. It's gonna happen anytime in the anytime. next three weeks. Anytime in the next three weeks could be happening right now. Oh, fuck! <laughs> don't 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 uh, don't jinx us here. It's the last thing we need right now. It's going uh, to hospital. But the uh, baby bag, the hospital bag, is ready. It's all ready. It's, it's, all, it's, it's good packed. to go. That shit's been packed for like three months. She's she's been ready. <laughs> she's, now she's definitely ready for that. That baby, get out, get out, get out. Uh, yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I wanted to start off this podcast with some positivity because we've had three straight weeks of just shit news. I like positivity. It's getting positive, especially it's like the the DDP yoga you got for your birthday. Positively, mm. I think it was his book called. He's been pushing like crazy. It's called Positively Living or Positively Unstoppable. I hear though it's not as good as the grind now available <laughs> on Amazon. The grind by it's me. actually a companion series. <laughs> <laughs> the grind. Co- co-written. Uh, yeah, so let's, let's start off strong with the good news. Resident Evil 2 doesn't suck balls. Good. They didn't fuck it up, Jeff. Good. Like, uh, I, that was my concern was we were going to get some some dumb, terrible shit. 
And apparently they didn't. Everyone's praising it, whether they're a player or a reviewer. I haven't seen really any any negative anything. It's okay. been pretty much good across the board. Uh, I got mine pre-ordered last night. You're going to pick it, it up. And then tomorrow both of us are likely going to start playing it. Uh, so next week we will have... Yeah, we'll be able to review it. We'll be able to review it, uh, so it's to speak. probably only going to take... I'll probably beat it one day, probably. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're usually like six to eight hour games. Something they're not, like that, they're not yeah. super long. Unless you really, unless you already, unless you remember I don't. Like, RE2 a lot, yeah. then you can like power that bitch in like two and a half hours. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to probably yeah, be a six, six, to, eight, six to eight hour. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So we'll have that lined up. But yeah, good news. They didn't fuck it up. So thumbs up on uh, uh, in that regard for them. Uh, let's see. Kingdom Hearts, same thing, for the most part. I'm going to say it's getting a, for considering, and I'm gonna, I guess I'll, I'll set expectations, for what is supposed to be the last game mm-hmm. in in a series that is freakishly loved by, yes. uh, by like, scary, uh, like, uh, like, football hooligan levels of dedication. Yes. Um, I'm going to say it's lukewarm. Really? It's it's on the high end, but I expected much higher, a bigger praise. I expected praise in areas that it's not getting praise. Okay, so nobody's really complaining too much about like the actual gameplay aspect. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that it's you know it's pretty good. It's a button masher, give or take. Really, it always has They've been. They've always been like that. Um, a good button masher. Yeah, I've exactly. Enjoy, I've enjoyed playing them. So. That aspect's fine. What they're, what they're, the only technical things that I'm seeing are not technical things. The only things that I'm seeing people really pick on is the fact that it, it seems like it's ending on a weak note. It's a little weak, mm. uh, which is like the last thing you want your very last game in a franchise to be. Uh, but it hasn't stopped most of the reviewers, of course, from giving this game eights and nines. Uh, the most integral part of the entire game being the story, they're still giving it eights and nines. So. That's why I'm saying lukewarm because it, it, the, I mean, if I can be if I can be real, yeah. I, I've I've now played I played the first Kingdom Hearts or, yeah. or I played like the 1.5 and then the 2.5. I'll be honest, I didn't beat 2.5 uh, because there's this boss that you got to fight right at the end of the game before the final boss. That's super hard, and I just did not feel like sitting and grinding for six hours to go up my levels. Yeah, it's yeah. like fuck this. I yeah. pretty much played it. Fair ball. And then I watched like the the cutscene and shit so I can get the story. Yeah. for the game. Not that that would have made any sense to you anyway, because the story is one of the most conflated. There you go. I was just about to say, Kingdom. I, I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Kingdom Heart fanboys, fangirls out there. The story isn't horrible, but it's really not good. It's it's <laughs> it's really just actually, the story isn't even. It isn't the reason why for me that I play the game. It the game is just fun. Like it's a it's the characters because you love all these characters these Disney characters and it's cool seeing them voice act and and you're seeing them do yeah, all their yeah. things and you're like oh shit there's fucking Jack Sparrow oh there's Donald Duck oh there's Mickey Mouse oh there's Minnie Mouse oh there's uh, Pete from Goofy Movie so you, it's a lot of these things right and then you just kind of oh there's Hercules you do all the m- Little Mermaid wonderful but the story in itself is really not good. It's not good. Well, how good could it possibly it's, be trying to trying to fucking combine all of the characters that you just listed? Final Fantasy and I, characters. And I don't think they ever actually attempted to in the story 
give give an honest to god reason as to why all of these characters from all of these universes are are connected are yes. in any way shape yes. or form yes like so i don't actually think this is my my hot take on it even though i've never played any so uh, this is going to mean people are going to be like well you can't just whatever i don't think it's a story i think kingdom hearts is just a goddamn idea Yes. That they ran with. Yes. And it's here. You know And what? people love it because the characters that are in it, they get to see their characters, maybe play around as their characters. Yes. And it's a button masher that's fun. That's yeah, and that's and, it. And a universe that you're familiar with. And so it's that's, an idea. that's why. And so, you know, people give the game an eight or a nine and the story's not great. Well, you know, the story was never great. So, you know, as long as the game uh, play holds up and they they advance the controls and stuff like that. Um, and you get to see all the characters that you love, then sure, I can see why people would still give it a, a, a high score. And people that are complaining that it ends on a low note, I mean, it's it's more Kingdom Hearts story. You know what Kingdom Hearts is like? It's basically the best way I could describe Kingdom Hearts, because I've played it, in terms of story. It's like when you have a dream, and there's shit happening. And you don't know how you got from you know, one spot to another? That's literally it. Yeah. It's like... Oh, I remember you in my dream, Adam. Yeah. You know, oh, and Mr. Miyagi was there too. And yeah. oh, this guy was there. And then we were like on a ski hill and we were like going down and then fucking Barack Obama was there at the end <laughs> and he said something and I love Barack Obama. And then all of a sudden we were we were in Africa and we were running with zebras and shit and it was fucking wild, but we were having a blast. And then all of a sudden I was a Dragon Ball Z character and I was fucking flying in the air and shooting <laughs> Kamehameha's and there was this really bad dude and it was crazy. That is literally Kingdom Heart. It's yeah. a, it's just a bunch of random awesome that makes no coherent sense for yeah. the most part. Yeah. Or it's so convoluted that you lose whatever kind of sense they were trying to make. So and and, and it's for kids on yeah. top of that. Yeah, it's so, for kids. Yeah, so yeah. and it's so it's it's the game is so out there and it's for kids. So you know it's fuck. The kids don't know what the fuck is going on. They're just like oh, goofy. You yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my god, it's it's fun. <laughs> they don't care about the story. It's Disney. So that's it. That that's literally that's the that's the Kingdom Hearts. So Sure, I'm sure it's fun. Yeah, that's it. I digress. My 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 hottest of takes is that next to next to Grand Theft Auto Four, the entirety of the Kingdom Hearts franchise is the most overrated thing in gaming. <laughs> he's throwing he's throwing. It there's all there's there's Nico. Let's go bowling, and then there's Kingdom Hearts. You know what? The, the, that's I'm, it. I'm gonna I'm gonna piss off even more people right now. All right, I hit, think hit I think me. I think Zelda is the most one of the most overrated franchises oh, in gaming. No. Period. That's no, good thing Gabs isn't in chat. Well, I I just she'd have I, an aneurysm right off. I just do. I I just I'm gonna be that fucking guy. I'm gonna be that fucking guy. I think it's over fucking rated. And not saying because it's a bad game or a bad franchise. No, it's just, it's just overhyped. Yeah. It's over fucking. It's like this. It's like. Uh, no, it's no to me. It's no. Yeah. It's no. You, I played Breath of the Wild. I tried to give it another chance. It's a no. It's like, no, this isn't even the Zelda well, that I thought was overrated before. It's like a worse version of the Zelda that I that I, that I I actually like. Zelda hasn't been great uh, since where, wherever Link to the Past is up there. That is an amazing game. That's amazing. You know, Ocarina of Time, overrated. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And I mean it. <laughs> Sorry, I, Oxy. I have a, I have a different take on Zelda in in where it went 
where it started losing its way. Uh, I actually think that I'm I'm on board with Zelda all the way up to Skyward Sword, mm. and that's because only really because Skyward Sword forced you to use their shit mm. motion controls. Mm. Fucking goddamn garbage <laughs> motion controls. Whee. Otherwise, I'm good with all of it. I don't think Ocarina of Time is overrated, or any, especially if you if you went back to 1998, it was definitely not overrated in 1998. Not even goddamn close. It was the best game of 1998 on a minimum on consoles. 1998 was a heavy hitting fucking year in gaming. It was, it was a big gaming. I don't know when Mario 64 Majora, came out, man. But. 96. Okay. Uh, Majora's Mask, what also very good. Grab that Donkey Kong 64, third one to your left. Oh, you want to know my my take? Donkey Kong 64, that game's overrated oh! as fuck. You know what game's better? Banjo fucking Kazooie. Full stop. Really? I love me the DK rap, though. And I like the fact that it forced Nintendo to use that fucking weird-ass expansion pack shit, because mm-hmm. that shit's just weird. I, I, felt, I felt like it was the future when I put that... that yeah. When I felt it was like the future when I swapped that out. It was like it was like I was taking the brain out mm. of the fucking N sixty four. You were and just plopping in a new one. Yeah, you so couldn't uh, even you couldn't even play the fucking game without it. In no, there. it needed even it. Boot up. Needed that Wouldn't extra memory. Mm, he said banjo is better. Yeah, banjo banjo is better. You know why? Because Donkey Kong sixty four was we had this dope SNES format, and we don't really know how we're going to turn it into a three D adventure so we're gonna take the banjo formula and we're gonna paint it donkey kong and call it a goddamn day i think it was i I mean yeah i mean i did play banjo (laughs) i didn't beat it but i did play it as a kid um i i I actually i think the reason why i like donkey kong 64 so much is because it reminds me a lot of mario 64 it's a very similar instead of collecting stars you're collecting bananas You've got open well, world. That was like that and instead, era. Of, instead of going through paintings, you're 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 opening up uh, these you know these uh, uh, almost like gates, like these jail cells or whatever that you can go through. It was just a, it was the standard progression 3D adventure platformer. I love that it, I love DK64. I've played and beat DK64, but twice. I don't think DK64 is overhyped. Like I don't, it's not praised. It's not like one of these games that people, you know, when when an N sixty four discussion comes up, it's not even in the top three. Like people aren't like, you know, usually you hear Ocarina of Time. Yeah, you hear a Mario sixty four. Oh, you're not. You know, it, no, you're not like, wrong. So, so, you're not wrong. So in terms it's of not, in terms of hype scale, we're, we're you know even, even Banjo is it's not talked. Overhype is the wrong word. I yeah. still think I still think it's considered to be. But I guess I guess it depends on what your definition of overhyped is. For me, I just think people think that DK sixty four is better than it really was. So if there's a difference between and and you could make a a, a degree of severity there mm. of where overhyped is basically it it's a game is thought yeah. to be better than it really is. DK sixty four is obviously on the scale. It's down here somewhere. Yeah, GTA four is off the goddamn oh, I mean, chart. Just, yeah, yeah. It's in another friggin' area code. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just think I just think DK sixty four is the people that love it love it for a reason. It's yeah. a great game. It's fun. I just find the people that love Ocarina of Time, they hold it at such a high. And I get it though because it's nostalgia. It's the game back in the day. They loved it. It's incredible. And you know what? I think it's overhyped, but it's not. It, I don't think it's a bad game. By any means, no, no, no. I think no. I think it's, and I bet you, back in the day when it came out, it was what you're saying, and that's and that's like the big challenge is is when you say a game is overhyped, and anyone, I'm not saying you specifically, but anyone, if you say it's overhyped, the only context in which you can say something is overhyped 
is was it overhyped when it came out? You mm. can't, you can't, because anyone who played it in 98 or 99 or 2000 is still going to praise it the same as they did back then because they played it yeah. in 98, 99, 2000. Yeah. So is it overhyped right now in, in terms of people that love the franchise who played it back then telling somebody like yourself, go back and play it? Of course it is. Yeah. You can't go back and play it. You, there's barely, Nintendo 64, aside from like, Okay, Mario 64. No goddamn game holds up on that console. It was the first console that started the 3D adventure, the 3D platformer. So there was a lot of fucking jank-ass shit on the 64 that didn't hold up. PlayStation gets a bit of a pass because so much of it was RPGs Mm -hmm. and turn-based stuff and and not as complex what was going on. I mean, you you go back and play Crash Bandicoot. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) fucking bad no bro thanks. no i'll pass so, so but snes because it was like second slash third generation 2d shit yeah they had mastered oh, oh that shit holds the up. art you could play you could play so it holds up yeah, right yeah, yeah. but this was the first 3d yeah you know that was a new venture so yeah for sure but I, we saw, can, I, I just think i think mario 64 is the greatest n64 game ever made well, and and nobody i can get behind that nobody complains about mario 64 no. it's like it's like one of those things it's like yeah it's hyped because it's hyped. Because no, it's, it's fucking, it is absolutely it's they're, incredible. Especially since it was a launch title, and right? People still love it and play it today. Of course, it's like the most beloved speed run game you can play. I still think. Well, we both agree, Breath of the Wild is overhyped as fuck. Oh yeah, I, I think mean, it's I, a good game, but yeah. it is one one for me. Mm. It's not a Zelda game. Okay, so okay, so I don't consider it a Zelda no, game. No, no, it's it's a weird, it's a weird like Dark Soulsy type shit. It's like fucking like it's weird, man. It's like it's like they yeah. they, they they bordered this like okay. Our players are no longer kids. Let's give them something challenging, right? And make this not Zelda. The I guess when I say overhype for Zelda, yeah, I think if you went full stop and you stopped at Ocarina of Time or uh, the the GameCube one, uh, was it Twilight Princess? Twilight Princess. I I only fucked around with that and saw it in like it's an a EB good, that's, store. that's a good game and it's still in the kind of standard uh zelda format yeah of how things are laid out. i just feel like the zelda franchise in terms of i don't want to say quality but in terms of hype like how great their games are yeah stopped at that yeah and i think anything above that has just become an overhyped train i think anything below that they had the track record not only was it for the nes the snes or the n64 it's it you know they're incredible games but hey I'm not a Zelda fanboy or I'm not even a Zelda fan really yeah so yeah. You're, you you take it with a grain of salt I'm which sure is why when you play Breath of the Wild yeah in, in the back of my mind for somebody who was a Zelda fan there was in my opinion there was a higher probability chance that a Zelda fan wouldn't like Breath of the Wild than uh, somebody who'd never played Zelda before mm-hmm. would enjoy Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. because it was so that's why I thought I was going mi- to like it. it it did not represent yeah. yeah previous Zelda titles to such a of crazy degree mm-hmm. that I thought that Zelda fans would be the first one to jump off the bandwagon. Dude, they jumped on that shit. Uh, they but, l- but they jumped on it. Sold like so a I misread that like crazy, but it's still for me when I played it, in the back of my mind, I the whole time I played it, I didn't feel like I was playing a Zelda game. Because you weren't. At any point you in time. You were using Link. I, I mean, Link and was, that was there, it. and occasionally you saw Zelda. Zelda. Um, more often than not, it was annoying because it was the blood moon. It was like a cutscene every time the blood moon came. Oh my God, Link, the blood moon's rising. This is the 88th time you fucking heard this from me, but we're going to show you the cutscene anyway. Like that, like that was it. And then all the rest of the story, it was like you had to use the pictures, hunt for the fucking story. 
And depending, because it was their first real foray into into completely open world, which is always difficult to, to stitch a story because people can tackle different areas in different uh, orders depending on how you gate them, you could be missing vast swaths huge stuff. of yeah. information yeah. that you get a cutscene that everyone gets, yeah, you're like, regardless of what, what you do, and you're fuck? sitting there going... <laughs> Did I miss something? <laughs> and not because you, not because you're rushing. No, no, you just decided just, to go somewhere. You just, you just playing play or whatever. It's open world. Go do your, choose your adventure. So yeah, and it just, I, just I make sure you choose the adventure in the right order. It's not going to make sense. Uh, I, I really didn't think it was a Zelda game. If you had, if you had replaced all the characters with different characters and named it something else, yeah. I probably would have liked it more because yeah. my expectations going in for a Zelda game it's are high. wildly different. Not yeah. that they were high, just wildly different for what. I was going to get, at least in terms of the quality of dungeons mm-hmm. the uh, and things of that nature. I thought the dungeons were were shit, uh, and I and and it was like uh, quantity over quality. Mm. There's like endless fucking little puzzle rooms all over the place that were just kind of fucking whatever, and endless collect 900 million Korok seeds, and we're going to give you a golden shit statue, literally a golden fucking shit statue, like. Just so much fluff. So anyway, I don't know how we. That, I don't know how we got we there. Took a we took a hell of a tangent. Hey, whatever it is, what it is. Cuphead. That's a goddamn good video game. It's a good game. All right. Beat that one sitting too. Fire video game. Last DLC is coming up. It is called the Delicious Last Course. Mm. Good name. Mm. Uh, that's coming up sometime this year. They just announced that the other day. Are we getting that? We're getting more Cuphead. Uh, probably from a visual standpoint. Oh, One of amazing. the most fresh, incredible, so good, time-consuming, yes, processes for any game, yes. ever done, and they fucking nailed it. And the thing is, I don't, I don't want them to make more of these games. No, but I, I want give me this expansion or whatever the fuck this is, this DLC, yeah. and then let it die. If this was a game that was like when physical media was still a thing, mm. this would be a game that twenty years from now would yes. be coveted. Like no Sh- other Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, it'd be one of those it's, games it's a, that'd be worth a, a fortune. It's a Shadow of a Colossus, it, yeah. type shit. Um, if if Shadow of Colossus had a physical, you know, uh, cartridge based thing, model to it, um, it yeah, it's it's amazing. If you guys haven't played Cuphead yet, go download that shit and play that game. Oh my god, it's just it's a it's a feast for your eyes. It's just and, and even if you don't go and find the the, the like the kind of docu series stuff they have on YouTube to show you yeah, how, how they, they did it. animated oh. and did the crazy fuck it's crazy everything you see is hand drawn yeah. it's nuts it's nuts what they did the whole it's damn impressive. thing it's impressive and it translates like that could have gone so wrong in so many ways it looks so good in so the many controls ways. are so fucking tight everything is amazing it's a great game some cuphead i'm buying that. get it in your life mm-hmm. uh here's another here's another some uh some other good news we're still on the good news hype we're eventually going to get to the shit but we're still on cloud nine right now okay anthem you know, they've been having a couple of those yes. closed little events, okay? Yes, yes. Everything that I've heard from within my circle yeah. and the stuff that I've been hearing from uh, like press and things, just whispers on Twitter and stuff. Fire. All positive. Yeah, I've been hearing the same thing. All positive. Yeah. From a gameplay perspective, from the fact they, they're really intrigued with how they're intertwining the story element into a game in this genre, and which was everyone's big question mark being Bioware was... How are they going to do, how good of a job are they going to do taking a story and trying to cram it into a genre that Destiny's, you know, had and done an only kind of okay job mm-hmm. at doing it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's thumbs up so far. It's going to be the new Mass Effect. It's got to be, this, right? This, this, no, I'm telling you, it's going to be, Mass Effect's dead. 
Well, Mass they, Effect. If it wasn't already, they did it, an awful good job when yeah. they when they put out uh, what was it called? Uh, I even try to forget it now. Well, Mass Effect Andromeda. Yeah, that that Mass Effect is dead. They had that. Yeah. They had their oorah, and I think that this is um, a great way for them to put in some Mass Effect type stuff uh, and make you feel like you're playing a new generation Mass Effect in a different universe. And, it, and 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 kind of with with the destiny twist to it, yeah. And um, they, they basically get to start fresh. There's not that pressure of that Mass Effect name or trying to make right. It's like going into Star Wars Episode Nine. You don't have that pressure of Episode Eight anymore. It's like a new franchise, yeah. From from the same director, and you're like, you know what? Let's forget about Mass Effect. These are all good things. And when you hear good things. And you and you you're in love with the developer and what they've done in the past. You get excited about what's going to happen in the future. You're like, man, I'm gonna I want to fall in love with this. And if it's good, you're gonna fall in love with it. And then it's only going to be great things for Bioware. So I've been hearing the same thing. I actually had a beta key that Redsons gave me, and I didn't actually use it. I yeah, just told, I didn't. I didn't. I, just, I, didn't I literally. Use I think I was busy that weekend or some shit. I didn't even. Stream. I just straight up don't want to play it until the game comes out. Yeah. I, uh, I, I want to go in. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, def- I'm definitely going to try it out for yeah. sure. It looks it looks good. It can still go wrong, a hundred percent. Yes, but the early impressions seem to be positive, good and that's better than it not being positive. That's right. And in a, and in a, in a time where everybody's super negative and they want to just fucking kill everything, yeah, and only positives coming out of it, that makes you feel real good and creamy on the inside. Like, I don't need Anthem to do anything hugely revolutionary yeah, it just with this just shit. Not suck. I, it just needs, it needs to be not... It needs to be better than Destiny and not suck. Just be good. Yes. You can give me some regurgitated shit, just make sure it's, yeah, it's good, good shit. Yeah. That's all I'm that's asking. It. Yeah. By the sounds of it, it's what we're getting. And that's what we're getting. So, so let's go. Uh, here's, the, here's the biggest, out of nowhere... Um, RKO from the gaming industry this week. Farming Simulator 2019 has saw, an esports league. I saw that. It's a $250,000 prize for some shit. 250,000 euro. Oh, that's like 400k Canadian. So, what the fuck? <laughs> Let's go. Is going on over there? Damn. So that happened. I and the, the way I found it out about versus Aos, who's a troll son of a bitch in my community. He goes, uh, you know, he's like, "Adam, when are we playing Farming Simulator? Are we getting a team together for this shit?" And I just thought he was joking. And then later on that day, I'm on Twitter, and I see it pop up on my timeline, I'm like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. This is genius, bro. It is genius. This is genius. Do you know how many copies of Farming Simulator these motherfuckers are going to sell? First of all, do you know how much they already sell of Farming Simulator? A lot. Dude, there are a lot of people. I played Farming Simulator like a couple years ago. I played it too for a bit. It's pretty fire. It's a fun game. Considering you're literally... You're farming. Doing almost nothing. Yes. You're cutting crops. It is funner than, than it has any right... To be. to be yes, it should not be that fun. It's it's it. This is genius, and they've thought it out pretty well. I don't know if you looked into it. I they, didn't look into it because it was stupid. So but they, I didn't look into. They it. thought it out pretty well. So it's not just like you know who can get to X objective in the thing you know faster than the next. There, like it's almost as if you were doing like <laughs> the farming Olympics <laughs> in real life. So like, things like uh, stacking, you know, let's say hay bales or some shit, you know, things around the farm in, in like a microchasm, um, and then doing teams to do that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And not necessarily like this, ma- yeah. you know, big, long, drawn out, because people are like, the, your first reaction is, how in the fuck are you going to make this gonna do a into an eSport? 72-hour marathon of exactly. us playing this game? So it's, it's kind of crazy. 
And uh, you know what? I want to watch it. Dude, I'm going to watch the shit out of this. The commentary it. alone would be worth it. Uh, dude, they need two comedians on there. Yeah. Fucking kill they, it. They literally need two funny dudes. This better not be overly serious. Like, they better not come on here and be like, uh, you know, some really analytical dudes that are like. Uh, they need two going, dudes from Saskatchewan that are also kind of. They need the Letterkenny guys. They need leg TV. No, no, we we not we would not fucking do that well. We do not know enough about farming to pull that shit off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'd be like, yo, he needs to he needs to get that hay stuff and he needs to put it <laughs> over there and stack it very neatly. Because damn, the cows are hungry. Oh my goodness. Adam, do you feel like burgers? Because there's a lot of beef out there. Yes, yeah, yes, Jeff. And make sure it's medium rare you got a pail because i'm going milking are you sure that's an udder why are you milking a, a horse jeff that's don't put that in your mouth <laughs> don't hire us don't don't hire us because it'll be a fucking disaster don't hire us it's terrible the cringe is very real. That's it. We that's, would be all over Reddit. That's it. Fucking be it'd be done. <laughs> it would either be the greatest thing ever or the worst thing ever. It'd be like Ninja New Year's <laughs> Eve trying to get people to floss. Yeah, floss. No. Yeah. Don't do well, you it. You know there's gonna be a floss reference in that casting at some point. Better be. It's gonna happen. There better be. It's gonna it's gonna happen. Uh so that happened. Uh and I don't I, I don't know when exactly it's all starting. I didn't look that deep, deep into it, but I want to know. I'm going to watch it on Twitch. And I want to watch it. I'm going to watch the shit out of that yeah, on Twitch. I'm gonna watch, it's going to be like the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm going to watch it once. I'm going to watch I'm going to watch the grand finale or yeah. whatever the fucking finals are. I'm going to watch the shit out of that and then I'm never going to watch it again. But it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh all right, we're into <sighs> We're into the into the into the, we're, we're transitioning right. into the, the bit of the negative now. Right, let's get into it. All right. So first one. This is a really odd story. Um, uh, definitely a first. So there's a company called a dev called Ammo Box Studios, and uh, they had a uh, they developed this game, and they were um, they lost an investor. That was enough money that they needed a publisher to help with the you know, the final costs of really getting this game out, marketing budget stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but this was kind they of needed a, a distributor, and yeah, and this was this was up at the end, kind yeah. of where everything had just come together, and it would have been fine, but they lost that last bit of money, so they kind of rushed to find a publisher, and they found one. It was a British publisher uh, of some description i can't remember the name of them off the top of my head um but the name of the game is called uh eximius sees the front line it's a top-down kind of dealio if i'm not mistaken Mm -hmm. anyway they ended up so the game goes up on steam what is this game called again eximius uh sees the front line okay doesn't really roll off the tongue Sounds like a pile of ass if I'm gonna be. It didn't look terrible, but like obviously this is not like this is not a triple A game or some shit. But it didn't look like the worst video game in the world. So Exenia. they 
What's that like? Yeah. Sounds like eczemius. Oh, eczemius. I was gonna say eczemius. that sounds like some shit you'd put on your face to clear up your face. Eczema. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the it's yeah. <laughs> some people say I eat too many chocolate bars I, or I don't <laughs> wash my face. face. <laughs> Those fucking commercials. <laughs> uh, so they uh, so this game goes up on Steam and then like in the same day or some shit or not long after it gets a DMCA takedown notice and. People are like, what the fuck's going on? And Steam's looking into it or whatever. And it's coming from the Ammo Box Studios themselves. They DMCA'd their own game. And Why? And uh, that was the question was, what the fuck is going on here? And as it turns out, the publisher that they had uh, signed on with yeah. to dis- uh, distribute the game and all that shit yeah. weren't paying them. Oh. Anything. Oh. <laughs> So they DMCA'd Great. their own game. Wonderful. Uh, posted, obviously, like on Reddit and shit, and we're like, yeah, they're not paying us, and that's bad, so we're trying to take all this down, and we're trying to be put on now as the, the developer and the publisher and try and fix this whole thing. It was a clusterfuck. Great. So I don't know exactly what the the situation is that at this British point. That British company took their game and took their money. But here's the thing. Not only, and they definitely, because they haven't been, that company has been active on social media since like November. Oh yeah. And they cut their phone line. Oh. <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. So, uh, so that happened. So that was the thing that went down. That's just, I had to put that in there because it's the first. That's not even negative. I'd find that funny. That's just crazy. Yeah, it's stupid. You have to DMCA your own game. You've Fuck. you've hit some weird levels of shit. Yeah, well, I mean, desperate was, times call for desperate measures, you know? You know? Not, a, not a big company, and they were like four or six years deep on that bad boy. Damn. I mean, that's, you damn. Get all the way up there, and then you launch your game, and you're all excited, and then the publisher doesn't pay you, and you're going, oh, no. And they cut their phone lines and then uh, deactivate their Twitter. Yeah. It's, and it's gone. And it's fucking gone. So that was uh, that was pretty wild. Next up, this might also be uh, a nice little funny laugh, haha moment. Soldier Boy Tell him. Mm. Coming back. Mm. He's got a new console every Tuesday. Yeah. Making, why not? He's making money. I don't know what this new one looks like. The last one was like a PSP. Yes. One before that looked like, uh, well, it actually just looked like a tissue box. Dude, with he's buttons. going to China and he's just making every type of Chinese knockoff Anything console. Anything they can get. That, that money can just make over there in China for $2, and then he's reselling it for 80 Yeah. But here's the joke now. He says his next console is going to be able to play Fortnite. You know what? I'm, you! I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm rooting for Soldier Boy. I hope he comes out with a fucking handheld console that can play Fortnite. Here's the problem. Epic said no. You know what, though? Fuck Epic. Epic said Because Epic, no. Epic has been stealing people's content <laughs> since the beginning of time. Oh, no, we're going there. I'm there. They we're have going been, there. They have been stealing dances and reselling them for millions, tens, hundreds, potentially billions of dollars they're making off other people's work. You know what dance isn't in Fortnite yet? What's that? Crank that. Oh, but you know what they it's, should... It's you know coming what, you, now. <laughs> you know it's if coming. If they do it, I'm, Oh, ah. my God. If, if Soja Boy get, makes a console with Fortnite on it, and then they take Soja Boy's Crank That Dance and puts it on there... Do it. And makes infinitely it. more... It's going to happen. Dude, 
I'm Fortnite would win. Let's go. Fortnite would win the world at that. What did Soulja Boy get? And I'll then Soulja Boy would probably on sue him. Yeah. Soulja Boy would probably try and sue him and lose and lose. Especially horribly. if this if these other litigation oh issues God. clear up. But listen, oh. Fortnite has no right to try and go after Soulja Boy for packaging the game on there because they have been stealing shit from artists since the beginning of fucking time and not giving any credit. No names, no nothing, zero zilch, nada. So Fortnite needs to shut up and keep collecting their billions, <laughs> and Soja Boy needs to tell them. I'll, hey, I'm willing to see what Soja Boy's got coming I up I really next desperately week. need to see Crank That in... Oh, that would be amazing, dude. That, Fuck. That would be... The biggest, the, the one of the greatest BMs of all time. Oh, dude. I mean, Fortnite would just win the internet Peak. for a month. Peak. Straight month, straight, BM. and and you know it would be like one of the hottest selling fucking, oh. one of the hot with all oh. this shit. dude. Soldier Boy's everywhere right now. Yes, Soldier Boy is taking over the goddamn internet. Like he is everywhere, dude. You look up, you you type in Soldier Boy on YouTube. Any video that he's been in in the last like two Popping months, up. millions and millions of views. That yeah. that guy is just doing it. Everybody is is reviewing these consoles. They have millions of views. This motherfucker is just winning right now until he's gonna lose. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna take this too far. The L is coming. And, oh, the L is coming, <laughs> and it's a crushing L. I think the Sony's gonna bring down the heat on his ass anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. I already think Sony's gonna come down with the gauntlet of hell. Yeah, and just rip him a new asshole. Yeah, he's he's uh, he should probably have just taken his his minor W on the on the first couple of consoles and just walk and just said yeah. fuck it, I'm out there. People are talking about myself, you know, Soldier Boy again. Maybe I release a shitty album. Make some more money, yeah, and then disappear again for another decade. Why not? And then now, now he's pushing it. He's pushing it, and he's pushing buttons publicly. Hey, but I'm loving it for podcasting. Oh, it's good shit. We can talk about it. Epic, if you're listening right now, Please. we need that dance in there. Oh my god, right dude. now. Oh my. I don't even play your game, and I still want to see it in there. God, that would be awesome. I still want to see and make it. it like the most expensive fucking uh, dance that you that make it free. Oh, that'd be even worse. That'd be like, bitch, we don't even want to make money. Make it free. We don't even want to make money off your shit. Epic Games, tell them. Oh, man. <laughs> Dude, or not make it free. Make it make it whatever they charge, and then use the money that they got from it to sue his ass for uh, making the Fortnite thing. Uh, I mean, who's going up against, what's-his-face is going up against Fortnite right now from Fresh Prince? Um. Yeah, for the uh, Carlton uh, dance, uh, Alfonso, Alfonso, whatever. He's doing Fortnite right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not going to win that shit. No, but, uh, he fucked uh, up on camera he when he said, that he, camera when he, said from, he took it from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If it, he didn't now, say mind that, you, it's a heavily modified version. Yeah, was it Chuck Berry? Yeah, Chuck Berry. That's right. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it was a heavily modified version of a Chuck Berry dance. Yeah, but it definitely originated from. And you can't say that shit on camera you and then expect and then that expect shit to fly. It, yeah, yeah. it ain't going to happen. He fucked up there. Yeah. So we're going to see what's Alfonso happening. Alfonso Ribeiro. That's his, that's, that's his name. Uh, <laughs> what else do we got? Cyber- oh, this was a weird one. Uh, it's going to sound worse than it is. That's why I added a little bit more context on the other end. But it's still a bit of a weird choice. And I had this. Uh, I tweeted this out. I said it was another one of those classic... I use it whenever I can because it still makes me giggle on the inside like I'm 10 years old. So it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for him. It was one of those moments. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk. Pretty big title coming. Huge. Pretty big developer now. Yeah. Project Red. The lead writer and, and creative director. This. Yeah. 
leaving there to go to Blizzard. Blizzard. Now, let's clarify, his writing job at Cyberpunk is done. And it's not uncommon for lead writers to finish their work there for the game and then move to some other project because what are they going to do? Sit around in their fucking ass for five years while the game's being developed and not make any money. Yeah. No, no. Their work there is done. Well, and on top of that, they've got a lot of hype behind him right now. Exactly. So he's, he's, his, his market value? Oh, his stock is up. Very up. Huge. And it's just very... The money must be real fucking good because right now, from the outside looking in anyway, Blizzard is not a place that you might necessarily want to plant yourself for a long term. Maybe he's only going to be there in a development capacity for like a short period of time. You know, if he's going to write something for him, he might only need to be there for uh, a year or so and then bounce out again. Yeah. But it was a weird of all the like there hasn't been a positive press from from Blizzard side until now. Uh, I mean, well, this, is, this is the this is the closest thing to positive press, and it's really only truly positive once we know exactly what his role yes. yeah. is yeah. in this whole thing. We find out he's writing some shit for a mobile game; it don't mean shit. Oh no, it, <laughs> it people people gonna be salty, salty as fuck, very salty. But if it means that it's for a new IP that's like on a more grandiose scale, and they're making use of him, now we're talking about some positive news for Blizzard finally. Um, so yeah, that, that happened. What's your, what's your take on that? Do you think, do you think he's in it for the, the mobile or is he in it for, for something else? I don't think so. I, I think it's going to be something else. I think either he's going to be working on, uh, a new IP or he's going to be, uh, maybe working on the next Diablo, um, uh, something a little bit more deeper because I don't think they're going to bring this guy in to write a quick little fucking blurb about a new hero in Overwatch. Um, I think they probably have that shit covered, and it doesn't require in-depth. I think this guy is obviously a universe builder and a a you know I don't I don't know his work because I haven't played it I haven't played this game right mm-hmm. so I don't know but it looks to be very well thought out and out there mm-hmm. so obviously Blizzard knows something and he wants to be part of it. There's no way in fuck that this guy's good name. On a on a game that's hyped up like this, going to a mobile. is going to go to a fucking mobile game. It's just not. He just he listen. The amount of stupid that happened at, at BlizzCon, where they come out and say, "Oh, well, everyone's got phones," and "Oh, you know, we're going to announce this mobile Diablo game." That's levels of stupid. Yeah. The next level of stupid is to be one of the hottest writers in gaming with yeah. some of the most hype ever. Yeah. Where your clout right now is on is on a uh, different level on a different level. To the point where you want to go and work on a Blizzard mobile game when Blizzard is getting shit down their throat. Somebody opened up with vice grips and held that shit wide open and has been just manic dumping down their throat because of mobile. For months. And now you want to go over there for that? Hell, hell no. No, no, no. This guy knows something that's going on. And it's probably a new IP or it's the new Diablo. I'm telling you, it's got to be. It's, yeah, it's got to be. I could, you know what? And it's and for me, this is good news. This is good news for Blizzard, and you know what? It's possibly good news for this guy too, because not only does he get to go to a huge company like Blizzard, because let, let, let's not forget, this is still Blizzard, guys. As much as we want to hate on Blizzard, it's still Blizzard. But this guy has an opportunity to turn around Blizzard, and he could take the, you know, the, he could be the the saving grace, you know. Michael Morheim leaves, but what's his... I don't know. What's this guy's name? Uh, oh, uh, I, I didn't write his yeah, name down. Anyway, whatever Oh, his, no, yes, it did. Sebastian Stepien. Yeah, Sebastian Stepien could be the the Jesus that comes in and saves Blizzard 
uh, or Cyber or, Jesus. Cyber Jesus comes in and saves <laughs> Blizzard. You know, it's it's like a really great director that comes in and saves a franchise, right? Yes, a, a, a director that can write. And and per, and 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 give great ideas. It can certainly give a really good base for what could turn into be something yes spectacular. Yes. So maybe it is. You know, I, Diablo three would make sense because I don't know if he was also involved at all in the in the Witcher stuff. But Witcher and Diablo could definitely be a the Venn diagram for yes. a writer there. Is relatively it's in, it's, it's in his wheelhouse. It's in his wheelhouse, yes. right? So that's a definite possibility. It's like a horror. It's like a horror director going into a a, a psychological or thriller. Like a thriller, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's there. It's there. It's like it's like it's like seeing uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio movie that you love, Shutter Island. Shutter Island, great movie. And, you know, it's like getting a horror director yeah. to do Shutter Island. It's yeah. like, yeah, I can see that. There, you know, it's not really a horror movie, but it's got horror elements to it. What's a what does a James Wan Shutter Island look like? It probably looks like Shutter Island. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it probably yeah, does. It probably looks like. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it kind of is a little James Wanny in oh, the it's first for place. Sure, it's yeah. For sure, James Wanny. Yeah. It, it, Shutter Island is 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 basically if M Night Shyamalan fucked uh, James Wan. Yeah, that's true. Right? In terms of like visually and the, the story and the and way everything. the twists and yeah, turns and shit. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. But Fuck, that's anyway. a good movie. It's a great movie. Uh, so there you go. So that's that's a thing that's happening. Uh, now let's move down into the, uh, okay, so last week we were talking about how, uh, you know, how EA seemingly has been, well, not even seemingly, they've been wasting the Star Wars license since they've got it. Mm -hmm. They've had exclusive game license to Star Wars Mm -hmm. for more than a hot minute at this point, Mm -hmm. and the only thing that we've received is... Or our two mediocre first-person shooters that were already just basically Battlefield clones painted as Star Wars yes. with half of the game modes and features that the Battlefield games have. Yes. Uh, and then the second one, setting an, a new industry standard for ways in which you do not want to do loot boxes. Yes. Oh, that was horrible. And that's the show. That is what they have done with the Star Wars license. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about that last week. We were. After that happened, not that anyone really watches this podcast, but the whole fucking world started talking about how EA is wasting the Star Wars license. Uh, and it's gotten more and more Why can't of we a get those views, point. man? Come on. We can't get the shine. Jesus. We were like, we were on we that were the shit first. early. We're the hipsters. That's right. I told you we should have we should have got V necks on that on that T shirt. Mm-hmm. Would have made more sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's been more and more of a talking point. So some interesting things have come up in the last week. Uh, some uh, some people within the uh, uh, you know the reporting industry uh, and uh, and whatnot have talked with people inside, and we're getting glimpses as to what's really been kind of going on or hints of what's been going on and why we haven't been getting anything but dog shit out of that Star Wars license Mm -hmm. uh, for such a long time. For example, uh, people inside Visceral's struggle, and Visceral was the company that was was doing the open world uh, Star Wars game, I believe that we were talking about last week, that got cancelled. Yes. Um, Said that they were butting heads hard with EA over um, how the game or what the game was focused on. So Visceral didn't want to do the generic uh, Jedi, you know, uh, Skywalker bloodline. Yes. 
robes and lightsaber shit. They yeah. wanted to, uh, the Star Wars universe is so much bigger than that. As Rogue One was a good example well, of that. This, and they're shit. doing this with the movies. They're, get, they're, exactly. they're ending the Skywalker trilogy. Getting and out of that they're, shit. They're going. It's Star Wars. The whole so it, universe. So it's not like Visceral was doing anything wild here. No. But they wanted to focus on like the 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 underbelly of the Star Wars world. The scoundrels like a Han Solos and the the runners, the smugglers, Medi- the the uh, the Metaclorians and shit. Or no, the, or uh, the uh, no the. Uh, or the not the midichlorians. We want to not talk about the midichlorians. Or who? Who, uh, who am I thinking of? Um, uh, Mandalorians. The Mandalorians. Thank you. Yeah. So not well. Yeah, they might be involved in that uh, as well. Well, that's what the They're, TV show is going to yes. be on too, right? Um, but they want. So they wanted to focus on that stuff. There's a lot of good writing you could do with that shit. Yes. And a lot of good gain that could come out of that. Mm-hmm. So that was what they were going with, and they were button heads hard with EA over this because EA kept going to these these meetings and going, yes, but. The, the, um, and they bring up like the, uh, the consumer surveys of like, you know, what do people associate with Star Wars? And it's like lightsaber, Luke Skywalker, Chewbacca. Darth so, Vader. Like, uh, like one, one of them was actually quoted being like where the, the EA exec was like, yeah, but where, so where's Chewbacca? And then they stopped and went, well, he's not here. Mm-hmm. Said, all right, that's a problem. And so they butted heads so much and eventually, obviously they butted heads uh, enough where, yeah. And it's gone. And it's gone. And so it was visceral. Yeah. <laughs> so uh so that's unfortunate uh Rip. to say the least. So that was that's a look on on the inside there is, as to why is that EA keeps looking for that kind of shit. And in a follow up to that, um Kotor 3 has been apparently attempted to be pitched multiple times now internally. And every time it's turned down. Uh and the takeaway from all these meeting meetings has been something along the lines of FIFA Ultimate Teams makes us a billion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Where's your version of that? And if you don't have whatever the fuck that is, they just don't care. Yeah, and that's the show. They're in it to for the shareholders. They just want to. They just want to make. They want to invest as little bit of money, and they want to have the biggest amount of return. They don't want to put in quality. So they don't want to give the fans what the fans want. Because it because it does it is in their eyes not going to make enough money. But here's here's the scariest thing for EA that I don't know if they've actually realized. I'm sure they must because they're not stu- they're not they're not that stupid. But if if FIFA Ultimate Team, which is which is they can't do that forever. They're going to get fucked on that because they're basically like the loot box thing, and it's going to happen eventually. If you look at their income. If you took out FIFA, oh. the company folds. So, uh, and I don't mean that like in the in the you know kind of a joking way. No, it, the company actually dies. Yeah, it folds. The it's company's done. dead. It's done. So and it's gone. All of their eggs yes, it's, are it's in the FIFA basket. One FIFA basket. Well, fortunately, FIFA is massive, but they soccer ain't going no 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 nowhere. No, but I. Is any bubble like that is bound to fucking burst, and they've been they've been like doubling down on FIFA. Oh yeah, more and more every single year, oh, yeah. and they're not taking any risks at a time where you would think FIFA giving them that much money they that risk. would be the time to do it. Yeah, you have the money, yeah. you can take the risk, try some new shit, pitch that to the investors, be like, look, we're making fucking ass loads of money here, guys. If we were going to put out our feelers to find the next big thing that could make us 
not maybe not a billion dollars, but make us a good fucking return. This is the time to do it. Not when this starts downtrending. Mm-hmm. And now we get, you know, oh, and we just start putting up shit to try and find something. Now we do it. Yeah. But they're not doing that Welcome shit. Welcome to corporate. Welcome to the big world with, of corporate. With one of the most lucrative fucking licenses mm-hmm. on earth. And they're still fucking it up that bad. Mm-hmm. Rip. So there you go. You got some inside, some inside views as to what's going on there. Uh... Uh, as it, with the the EA Star Wars license, I think, I think Disney needs to strip that shit away from EA. Like now, because what are they getting out of giving exclusive uh, exclusivity to EA at this point? No idea. They're getting absolutely dick. There might there might be some other big deal, right? There might be. I don't know. I, I have no idea. It must be a huge amount of money that EA has paid them for this, yeah. because they're getting no. Re- In fact. We already talked about this many, 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 many podcasts ago when Battlefront 2 came out and the loot box scandal was happening. Disney came in and said, fuck off. Yeah. You're actually making this really bad for us right now, so stop it. Mm -hmm. And then they had to change the loot box stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was only when that happened. So I don't know what the fuck is in it for Disney at this point. Um, might be stuck in a contract, right? You never know. Oh, be, buy them just, the fuck out. Could be just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's Disney. Yeah. See, the thing is, I just don't think Disney's too worried about their video games right now, right? They got, That's it. You know, the movies Clone and TV Wars, show. TV shows, movies. They got a lot on the go. You know, the Disney theme parks, um, all that stuff. I think the video game shit is sort of on the the very, very back burner of what they give a fuck about right now. So... They might just be waiting it out until that contract is up, but who knows? More bad news for Star Wars. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, But hey, I'm just happy to hear that they still keep trying to pitch KOTOR. Yeah, it's good. Just keep going. Keep going. Eventually, it'll fucking happen. Think of that billion-dollar KOTOR idea. Exactly. Whatever the hell that would be. (laughs) Sell the game for a billion dollars. Done. That's my billion-dollar idea. Somebody will buy it. Uh, More memes from Twitch! This week in Twitch News. Twitch News. Twitch put out another feature uh, that I'm going to assume literally fucking nobody was told about. And they were just tossing the shit out there. And I can tell you that nobody would say that it was a good idea, which is probably why they did it the way that they did it. I don't know if you've heard about this. Is that but, the one at the end of the stream or something? They they, yes. put, they have other streams or some shit? So when you end your stream... Mm-hmm. This fucking window thing pops up and says, would you like to watch one of this person's VODs or would you like to watch another stream in this game's category? And like they have a featured fucking streamer there. Even if you're setting up to raid somebody or host, that shit's going to pop up. They're using your channel to curate other channels that you don't have any fucking control over. So, most people vet the people, unless it's on a whim, that they host, because they don't want to just send their fucking people to some random shit. Hold up. So what you're trying to tell me is this. (laughs) Okay. When I go and do my ASMR streams. Oh, wait. For comedy. Absolutely. And I shut that bitch down. Yeah. There is a high, high probability... Mm. Mm. That one of those ASMR chicks yes. is going to be recommended yes. from my channel. 100%. And Amaranth my- is going to be there. In her underwear. Although underwear is optional. 
she's probably going to be peeling a banana with her throat. <laughs> in, a, in, in a non-sexual way. And of course. Of course. Non-sexual. Of course. It's actually just, it's a vocal exercise. She's getting I don't think I don't think this feature's going to stay. I think it's going to go. I noticed it. And I didn't even know what the fuck was going on. But I noticed it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? This is fucking weird. It's not, it's, it, you know, it, it, anyway. I don't. How wanna... in the fuck does anyone at Twitch come up with a goddamn idea that the, that the fucking, the, the stream that you are now piggybacking that doesn't get a say as to where their viewers are getting pointed, how is, how did anyone go, yeah, that's a good eye fucking dear? I mean, at the very least, if they wanted to do something like this, they could at least make it so that the streamer on the back end of Twitch could choose like t- 10 other streams that they like, kind of like an auto host list, but choose 10, 10 different streamers and then it cycles through those different streamers or p- picks one at random or whatever to put on that page. That's the only way I could see it. Like at the end, you could one of the ten that but you. But what put, if none of them are live? Then it doesn't pop up. It's just your vod. That's it. That's the only thing I can think of, which would really defeat the purpose. Like, why wouldn't you just do auto host? Like, like it's which already is what's there. It's already there. It's already if there. If we wanted, if we wanted to bring the viewers to somebody, then go ahead and bring the viewers to somebody. That's what we do now. Exactly. And we choose who we're gonna do it for. Yes. Because we don't want to just have some random ass person, 90% of the time, that we're going to raid. You don't want to do that shit. You don't want to send your people over to somebody that you've never seen before, or you don't even take five seconds to watch to make sure it's like, Oh, hey, shit, that streamer that talks shit about me all the fucking time? Yeah, yeah, let's just go ahead and send the fellowship over there, because why not? Let's just do that. It's like the ninja thing. Yes, it, it is. It was like when they posted the ad on yes. everything. It's like, hey, let's promote this channel. You know what they're doing on everyone. You know what they're doing, bro. They, they're, they're, they are, they are poking. They're seeing what they can get away with, man. It's, and it's little, it's little fucking shit, but it's big shit. It's little big shit. You know what this is? YouTube does this too. At yes, the end of the a video, it's the suggested. Six videos pop up. Yeah, dude. Or nine. Yeah. On the video player. You know why, dude? They want to keep you on the fucking site. That's yes, all this that's is. It, that's it. They don't give a fuck. They don't give a... But it's auto-host is already doing the, yes, the work. Yes, but, you know, for those people that only watch Nova War, well, Nova War's off, I'm off Twitch. Back to YouTube. Now it's, hey, why don't you watch this person? It's, it's, it, that's, they want Do you... Do you like tits, Jeff? I do. Then do I have a stream for you? Fuck! You know my weakness! I gotta click on that thumbnail! MILF decorates Christmas tree! God damn it! And it's fucking the end of January and I'm still going! Snapchat's free until the end of March! Oh fuck! I gotta hold that Twitch Prime for this bitch! (sighs) Yeah, dude. I, I noticed that shit and it was funny because the other day when I went offline from Realm... It was showed some other random dude. Like, I even see it on my screen. Like, I shut the shit down, and then on my back end, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, I'm like, wait, what is this? Who is this person? On somebody's stream, he was live, and it popped up while he was still alive. <laughs> Which is obviously a bug, but it's just, yeah. the, it's just the hilarity yeah. of it, right? It's yeah. like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
It is what it is, man. So there's your Twitch news. It's always for great. this week. It, that ain't gonna last, bro. I've seen people like hard bitching on Twitter about it. Oh, why don't bi- they just? F- uh, you know, no, it's. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, no, no, no. It's going to be funny, though, when you're playing Fortnite and they're like, hey, why don't you go watch Ninja? And, like, <laughs> like, and who do you fucking talk to, right? Because everyone you talk to, everyone you talk to that works on at Twitch, you know what the answer is every goddamn time? It's not my department. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Every one of them. Yes. It could be the goddamn Dude, human the- resource department. You go, hey, I'm looking for a job at Twitch. I'm sorry, it's not my department. <laughs> try, try the go to go to the website and 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 there's an email list. Find the person you need to get to. Yeah, it is. It is what it is. It is what it is, man. Holy fuck! I'm just waiting for the time where you know I just wake up in the morning and Twitch just turns on my PC and tunes me into Ninja for me. I'm just waiting. <laughs> and then auto links my PayPal account so that I can buy his merch. Oh, shit. You know, just fuck it. I've been waiting for a ninja headband my whole life. Yeah. Just auto buy it for me, Twitch. Just take it right out of my paycheck. Just make it happen. Just deduct it right off my paycheck. Just do that. <sighs> you know what also kind of bothers me is even as a viewer, another there's another feature that kind of bothers me even as a viewer. I could be watching somebody who's on my follow list. So somebody that I want to watch anyway. And while I'm there, if another person that I'm following goes live, mm-hmm. it pops up and in, like, right. in the fucking chat window. I'm oh, sitting, I didn't see that. Yeah, it pops up in the chat window in the top, like at the top bar of the chat. Oh. And it's like, hey, man vs. game. I'm like watching you and it's like, hey, man vs. game just went live. Want to get the fuck off this channel and go watch him? No, I'm fucking watching Jeffrey! No, he doesn't, Twitch! If I wanted to! He's watching me! If I wanted to! Dude. I'd go there! Dude, okay, so I tuned in a Man vs. Game stream for the first time in fucking, like, a year, because he was gone for, like, a year. And I tune in. And this, this legitimate, and he was being, man was being serious, bro, when he did this. He said, he said, hey, guys, uh... He said, you know, it's good to be back. It was like, it was literally, I think it was like first, first or second stream back. And I, I tune in, he was playing, I don't think, maybe he was playing Smash Bros. I don't think he was playing Smash Bros. He was playing one of those Dark Souls-like games or whatever that he, that he loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love Man. Like, I, I watch Man. Like he's the type of he's dude great. that you just listen to in the background. He's you know, entertaining. He's, just doing his, he's entertaining. So anyway, he starts talking about, and he's getting a bunch of subs come in. And uh, he said, hey, you know, if you guys are new here. Yeah. Go ahead. I actually, I think it was during Smash Bros. And he said, hey, you know, if you guys are new here, go ahead and hit the follow button. I'm going to be streaming a lot more consistent now and shit. And he's basically letting people know, like, hey, I'm back. I'm back. Like, yeah. go ahead and click it. And he said, while you're at it, and I'm paraphrasing, but this is literally what he's saying. While you're at it, unfollow those other people that you follow. So that, so that you're, ba- and he was being fucking dead. <laughs> he was like, he was like, he's like, you know, I'm, I'm, he basically was like, yeah, follow me. And basically unfollow these other dudes because I'm going to be on more consistently now and you're going to want to watch me anyway. And he's basically saying, you know, because it's 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 come to the point now where you're following 500 channels. It's true, yeah. And there's so much, and you get buried in the fucking yeah, shit you're true. following. It's true. And most people now, like the big streamers, you're following Summit, you're following, you know, Ninja, you're following Shroud, you're following Lyric, you're following Soda Poppin', you're following, 
any of all these big at issues. least one of them are on all of the, oh, at, at any point in time and then you're 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 like there's a list right and the list and you're only the goes, fuck the bottom it's getting to the point now where you're you you're you, you look at a category <laughs> you're you're in fucking well you know say say you're playing Fortnite. yeah you're on page seven yeah. okay now under the follow list you're on page you're not five. even on the fucking front page <laughs> of your followers you, you don't even know. Your followers don't even know when you're alive. You don't get the notification when you go live half to, 75% of the time. <laughs> and then when you're just on Twitch's homepage, you're following so many people that you don't even know that the streamer that you want to watch is on unless you go directly to their fucking page. So man was like, fuck all this shit. Unfollow these motherfuckers and follow me. You know, it's, uh, I was you like, know, damn. You know, know what it reminds is, me of? It reminds me. It was smart. It's a fucking smart. It reminds me of when it reminds me of when YouTube got to a certain size and people were following so many people. Yeah, that they get upset with you if you if you release more than a single video in a day. Oh, I remember those. because their inbox would just get fucking filling up my bombed. inbox. You're bro. filling up my inbox because they're following, they're following like five hundred channels. Yeah. And and you know every, if if say even a, say you're following a hundred channels and twenty five of them put up a video yeah that's twenty five fucking video and then it just get it just get buried anyway yeah that's what Twitch is it, that's literally the show and so man straight up said go and I thought he was joking I was like <laughs> no. oh man this is he was dead fucking dead serious, serious just bro. go ahead and unfollow them because dead serious you probably don't watch him anyway and now that I'm back consistently I was like damn and I'm paraphrasing but that was literally what he said I'm like damn this guy's fucking smart I need to start doing hey hit that follow button and while you're at it unfollow everybody else but technical alpha and nova war yep that's it that's it that's it three channels that you follow hashtag small streamers Hashtag support small, small streamers. That's it. I digress. What's Fucking, next? What a mess. Mr. Max with Black. Yeah. Hit me up with movies and TV. Movies and TV. I think we're four episodes deep on when, R. Kelly. When can we get a front page technical alpha? You we know what? We should probably, I'm, given how much we show what? on Twitch, probably we should probably never be on the front page. You know what? You're probably right. Fuck it. <laughs> I want to still be able to be angry. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to be like... I don't like, want to sugarcoat the shit. Yeah, no. No. Staying true. Exactly. Fuck it. Fuck it. Jeez. But, you know, get on that front page, you get like thousands of viewers, man. It'd be great for... great. For, I mean, we could sell out a little bit. Like, you know what? Twitch is just doing... You know what I really love? I really love that new feature that when you... Uh, <laughs> when you stop your stream, that it directs you to somebody you have no idea who it is. I think that's so great. It just it makes it so whoever that came up with that needs a raise, dude. It's an amazing, it's an amazing. You know what else was? Get you know what else was amazing? IRL section. Oh. I think that dude, that was like the Absolutely. smartest business decision ever. You know what? I haven't seen a pair of tits in months. You know what? But it gives those ditzy blondes and those ditzy brunettes and those just those hood rats something to make money. Where they just, just you know, it just gives them it gives them an out to make some really good cash. Exactly, it just does. And I think that's just really honorable. Supporting them almost as well as the bra they're not wearing. <laughs> exactly. I just thought, I just think that was just amazing. <laughs> Fuck me, man. R. Kelly. I just loved, you know, I just absolutely <laughs> loved the fact that Twitch is just no longer about gaming anymore. I thought that was a, that's a great, it is, it's a great it's, business decision. It's definitely moving in the right direction. I think it's going to, it's going to mean big, big things in the future. Uh, I mean, just look at how, how well Ninja's New Year, New Year's Eve event went. That Amazing. Just killed it. 
I bet you that million dollar investment to have him there was worth. Great kickback on that, and uh, you know what be you know what I thought was amazing the what? fact that they used other people's channels. Yes. to advertise Ninja yes. being at the New Year's Eve party. I think that right there, dude, absolutely, not only was great for Ninja because he really needs it. He really like you know, and he you know deserves the, it. You know, you, you know what he it deserves was, my was, he, he deserves my space. You know, the eight years I've been put in, Ninja deserves it, hundred percent, because you know. You know, and and everybody you they know, they could have asked people if it was Ninja. okay. We owe Ninja. I think it's great that 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 Twitch did that because we owe Ninja. He's made us. You know, straight <laughs> up, everybody on the platform owes Ninja something, and I thought that was a great way to give back to. He's Ninja. bringing eyeballs to Twitch, and they're trickling. It's trickle down <laughs> economics. Oh, it's trickling on to me. I'm seeing the benefits. My sub count Jack is that. My Jim. sub count has never been lower. It's amazing. Is that Jip Rock or is it Ninja viewers falling on my head? Oh, man. It's just like Ninja Dandrift and those little fucking ah. flakes just came down on my stream. Ah. And it's just doing wonders for my bottom end. Absolutely. It's great. It's lifting me up. Fuck yeah, man. It's amazing. R. Kelly. <laughs> like four episodes deep on that bad boy. Uh... Shit's crazy, yo. It's fucked. <laughs> the last two episodes, bro, it just gets even crazier. I can't believe you're watching that shit. Actually, it's 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 worth a watch. It, like, it is definitely yeah. like it's it's uh it's a fucking you know what so far has been the most uh, surreal thing to me is is speaking of trickle down. <laughs> oh, piss. Yes, we got it. <laughs> uh, yeah the uh, the most surreal thing to me out of the whole thing, believe it or not, is not necessarily all the crazy nonsense because we, we we everyone's known R. Kelly's been doing some fucking shit for a long time. Oh yeah. It it it's watching this this series and seeing his brother who is in jail <laughs> low key justify oh, everything his brother's is, doing. Oh yeah, it's so weird. And I'm sitting there watching. You're in jail, motherfucker. What kind of like judge of character or judge of actions could you possibly have? I bet you R. Kelly makes sure that he is the uh, number one buyer in in the uh, in the jail. He's probably getting. Name brand chips and fucking, you know, sippy cups. And he's getting all, he's getting fed well. He probably gives, he probably gave him money, probably gives him money. And he's just sticking behind R. Kelly all the way. Or he feels like, hey, you know what? If I'm, a, if I stick up for R. Kelly now and do this part for the documentary, when I get out, he's going to take care of me. You know what I also need to know is next to O.J. Simpson in the, there's literally no doubt that he did this shit. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, How in the fuck did, did R. Kelly get, get acquitted? How the fuck with all of that because video of the, because, footage? Because the girl that was in the video... Told, did you get this far? Did you get this far in? Uh, well, maybe not. Okay, so that might be keep part wa- of what keep you watching. Know. There's so they show. I think it might actually be in the next episode. They go. They talk about the trial. They show him in the trial. Okay, we they, haven't gotten there. Okay, then, yeah. and then it and then they then it gets real. Yeah, whack. I won't spoil it for yeah. you. But there is a very very big reason why he didn't get why he got acquitted of all charges. And when you find out, you're going to be like, oh, well that that makes sense. So you're gonna find that out real soon, bud. Yeah, I think on the next episode. Fuck. Yep. Yeah. Surviving was, R. Kelly. So that's been a wild ride for sure. You know what else was a wild ride? What? The Fire Fest or Festival oh, documentary. I still didn't watch that. So. Oh my yeah. god! You told me you told me about that yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Kayla watch asked it. me to watch it too, so we'll watch. Yes. Yeah, we'll watch that. 
Hulu Maybe I'll has, watch it tonight. Yeah, Hulu has one as well. It's a little harder for us to get our hands on that shit, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, that one, they actually interview the guy who, the coordinator himself. Oh. Netflix's version was done by the social media group that that dude hired to do the whole thing. Gotcha. So you, if you can, if there's a way to see both, I haven't seen the other side of it yet. But what that meant was because they're the ones that did it, they have all the footage. Oh yeah. For fucking ever, and so yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna watch it. Um, if there was to be a a class in university for business mm-hmm. in. In like how to not do literally everything in business, mm-hmm. this is a great case study. Great for how to do everything wrong, and then get fucked by the long arm of the law. This is pretty much how this is going. Awesome. So check that out. It's good. Jaw rule. <laughs> murder, murder. That happened. He's in there, yoked out of his mind. Actually, ironically, coming out of prison. Yep. Uh, that's all I have written down here. I haven't seen anything else. I haven't really had the I time to watch it. I haven't been in the it. movies. It's been nothing a busy crazy. week. Nothing crazy. Nothing coming up. I plan up. to go see Glass, and that's... Okay. I'll probably see that this weekend. Yeah. And that's really about it. We were going to go see Aquaman yesterday. Oh, you still see that shit? Well, we were going to go yesterday, but then I spent eight hours with... Oh, yeah. With Bell. Yeah. Uh, is <laughs> so, it still in IMAX? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, man. If you can see it in IMAX, dude, well, obviously, see it in IMAX. Well, that's, that's, you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, we haven't gotten a chance. It's a good movie but, regardless. Yeah, I think regardless. It's a, fun, it's a fun time. We'll see it regardless. But, yeah, yeah. we were going to go yesterday. Couldn't do it. So, cool. um, that's uh, that's the show. That's that's all I've got. That's it. That's it. It might not actually be an IMAX. I don't know if Glass is an, is, is an IMAX or not. If Glass is in IMAX, then Aquaman would have got taken out. But huh. in terms of that, I don't think... If you blame me, you'd be sleeping on the couch. Because mm. it's definitely not my fault. On the couch. Uh, tech support! Tech Hit support! Week 91. Let me refresh this page and mm. make absolutely sure. I am hungry. Mm. I'm kind of getting there. That pizza I ate this morning... Finally starting to wear off. Mm, I had some sushi today. Oh. You had sushi on the the birthday, too. Did you go to Happy Healthy? I did. Mm, They still pumping out the the salmon nigiri? Oh, just pumping. (laughs) Just pumping, bro. $18 for all you can eat? I need need some sushi (gasps) in my life. You know what? We were going to watch... We were going to watch The Last Samurai. We are going to have that mandate eventually. Mm. Hopefully before your child is born. Mm. We should do Happy Healthy into... Yes, last samurai. That's gonna. You know what? It's a date. That's a fire. We got a fire back to back. We gotta. We gotta pick a date. Yeah, we gotta do that before the baby comes. Because when the baby comes, that's game over. (laughs) (laughs) Game over. GG. Oh, that's that actually sounds like a fucking fire date. That is. That is. Sushi. I literally haven't had sushi in in three and a half years. I have sushi three and a half times a week. (laughs) No. No. Three and a half years, bro. Oh, yeah. my God. Sushi and Last Samurai. It's going to feel like the first date I've been on in a long time, man. It's going to be great. Incredible. You might get a hanny. Oh, damn. Jesus. Don't get me excited. Huh. Tech support time. What do we got going on here? Let's see. Mm. Oh, here you go. Mark, Mark Furry asks, if you could resurrect a canceled game, what would it be? Cancelled game. Has there ever been a game that got cancelled that uh, that you were looking forward to that it, that it got it got axed? 
That's a good question. And I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think the closest thing that I could come up with that I was not looking forward to, but intrigued about is many years ago with StarCraft Ghost. Uh, when they were going to do the, the, the third person mm. shooter, Sarah Kerrigan yeah. uh, game. Uh, that was like came in and out of whatever. Oh my God! Yes, Jesus. PT Silent Hills. Oh, that's there the one. it is. That's, that's it. it. That's that's it. it. Done. Done. <laughs> that one. That one. I actually that. wanted. Done. Yeah. Starcraft Ghost was like, like a, a quasi. I think we're gonna see Starcraft Ghost eventually. On mobile. Oh God! I, I'm telling you. They said they're uh, taking all their IPs to. I'm telling you. It, that's where it's going. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, that was that was rough. The the, the PT one was rough. That hurt. That hurt a lot. That actually would have sold a shitload of fucking copies, dude. Yes. That game got blown up on Twitch. Konami doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. I don't think they understand modern gaming at all, mm. especially Western gaming uh, at all. People are like recreating that game in other video games now. Yes. Yes. That game would have been fucking fire. They missed the fucking boat on that so Maybe we'll get it hard. eventually. Maybe. A man can dream. Yep. That definitely takes the cake. That's an easy one. Now. Yeah, oh, it's 100%. It. Yeah, yeah that's, that's an easy one for sure. Black Jimmy asks, which superhero's personality do you most identify with? That's a good question. Superhero's personality. That most I'm of them most... are so, are so like, um, extreme because they all represent, like, a, a really, like, a specific archetype. That's why sometimes anti-heroes are more relatable than yeah. the superheroes themselves. Well, that's, that's who exactly I was going for. I would say, if I had to pick an anti-hero, it would probably be Magneto. Mm. Uh, that's a good choice. I like that. I like and that choice. if I had to pick just a hero, uh, Wolverine. That was who I was going to say. Yeah. As well, was Wolverine. Uh, I don't agree with everything, but the... but. I agree with more than than not. Mm -hmm. um, coincidentally, he's Canadian, so he's you know he's on board. He's a, he's already a Canuck, so we're there. Uh, other than if I if it wasn't Wolverine and I was going for like the antihero, um, mm, oh, I mean you know that's what? tough. You know what I, uh, I I I I I just yeah. I mean I like Magneto. I because I feel like. Yeah, I, I I like Magneto. I, I would also sway towards Loki, um, because I am a bit of a jokester, but yeah. then I'm also kind of, I don't know, like I could I could I could be that guy that's like good. Uh, you know what? But I'm gonna go with Thor now that you said Loki as a secondary because I can be uh, naively altruistic, and that is literally Thor. Mm. Yeah, you know what? I, I'm I'm gonna go with Loki. I'm gonna go with Loki for the anti-hero because I think Magneto's a little too dark. Um, so I'll, I'll go with Loki. I could get on board with Cable as well for myself. Mm. I just could never be as yoked as Josh. You like Brolin. all the you like all the jacked guys. Well, you picking all that the wasn't well. If you go back, jacked. depends which version of Hugh Jackman are we talking <laughs> about for Wolverine? Because the first one was anything but Jack. Yeah, that was Hugh Jackman just rolled out of bed that yeah. morning, and, and then he hit the juice. Then he hit the juice hard. <laughs> 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 he was more juice than blood at that point. Dude, he was, did didn't... you see The Rock's newest photo? 
Oh well, he's my. doing Titan Games, so now he's got to no, look no, apart, no, right? No, 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 he's doing Hobson Shaw right now. Oh, right, so he's getting juiced out for oh, that. Oh, fuck, bro. He took a picture. He's doing the He's doing the final. They're, like, wrapping up soon, and he's he's getting ready to do, like, the final big battle scene. Bro. Bro. Check this out. Tell me this guy isn't on every ounce of juice known <laughs> to fucking men. Holy fuck. That, it... He's got some really good lighting in that too, though. Oh, beautiful lighting. And there's a little bit of Photoshop going on here. But even if you ignore the Photoshop, Dude, it's just the, the, the traps alone. That and, guy is so big. And he doesn't naturally really get abs that easily. No. He's one of those guys that doesn't really... He has to work really fucking hard for yeah. it. So when you see him bring out the abs... Especially when you look at his torso. So that's when you know he's on the juice. His torso is ballooned a oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So He's on the juice heavy, bro. But he literally looks like fucking goddamn Zeus. He is goddamn Zeus. Like, he, he's that's enormous. That's a big man. That is massive, bro. I don't, I don't want to know how much food he's eating. Well, they, he just that. he just did it. He showed like his meal number eight or something for the day. Like he's got he's got his uh, meal number eight is probably my entire day's worth of food. Oh, the, the amount of calories he's probably put shoveling into his mouth. How dude. much white fish and broccoli can you eat in one day? Not enough, apparently. How much cod can you can you stomach with only salt and pepper? He's eating so much cod. Actually, he's probably not even using salt and pepper. He's no. probably just eating it straight. He's just eating it straight. Steamed. Bro. Yes. He's eaten so much cod Fuck, that, that, the, is, that the percentage of cod in the world is going has, down. Take, has taken a hit, like a visible <laughs> hit, like while he's filming this he's movie. Gonna be, he's, buy, he's buying black market Chinese cod. This motherfucker is so big, it's scary, dude. Yep. Jesus. He's, he's fucking huge. Jesus! Have you watched the Titan Games yet? I did. It's a pretty good show. It's not bad, and it's got what's his face there, the game. Golden dude. Glove, yeah, man. I mean, Golden Glove's a great dude. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm super I'm happy. happy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's killing it too. Yeah, he's, he's definitely the better of the two. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, he's got that hype. He's got. You could tell he's he brings that like he's e-sports. got the right he's level got that of hype. Sports hype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not over the top. No. You know, he's got those, you know, cheesy one-liners and shit. But oh yeah, but he's still good. He's doing a great job. Yeah, he's, the show's not bad. I yeah. Um, I I think it's one of those shows that. I could watch American Ninja Warrior, I think, for longer periods, but I think as a as a if I if I just saw one or two seasons, like if they they did one season and then like a like a like one big season where all like the fucking legends came, which yeah. I think that's what they do. They get well, yeah, all of the they, Titans together and there's only a like one grand final. I think once they do that, then I, the mystique of it will be gone. Sure. Um but unless they keep coming up with new Here's crazy here's, shit to here's do. The thing. Right? I'm in the reverse. I think I can watch more Titan games than I can watch uh, Ninja Warrior. Because, and here's why. For me, whenever I watch N- American Ninja Warrior, all I can think about is that even when they add new things yeah. on the track, yeah. American Ninja Warrior is how much grip endurance, not even grip strength, yeah. how much grip endurance do you have? Because no matter what the setup is, at least four of those in a row. Are you holding yourself yes. up by your hands? Yeah. Doing some shit in some fucking fashion above your head. Yeah. And it's all the salmon ladder climb yeah. into like a fucking like uh, operation, uh, you know, po- board game. But you're like tracking yourself down. No, I get into you. Like, I get you. Into like, here, hold this weird ball thing where you can only use your t- fingertips. I think, I think what it is for me is, is I don't think 
uh, Titan games is there yet. I don't think they're at the level of... Well, Ninja, uh, Ninja Warriors had a lot of, had of a time lo- to get hyped up. Yes, exactly. Right? So, and, and I don't just sit down and watch Ninja Warrior. If it's on, you know, I won't change the channel. Yeah. I'll just sit there and watch it. But um, I just think there's something about the Titan games now that just kind of feels... Like they they they're not in their groove yet. Like they it just feels well, a little too time. like you know the Rock does a one liner and gives somebody a hug and says they're you know special and great. They haven't found and their then, stride you yet. Know, yeah, and then you've got the commentators doing their thing, and then you've got you know the backstory of the people and their you know their story and shit. It's very formulaic, but it's it doesn't flow. I just I, I feel like it's I couldn't binge it I couldn't watch it for long periods but I'm not complaining about yeah, it yeah it's a good show and I, I am enjoying I just it. like that they actually require the person to be well-rounded and not just I'm a rock climber so I'm gonna crush this entire goddamn that's course. true but you know there, there are also so many juice heads on the show like it is fucking juice City. Well, you'd be a juice head and not do anything in the gym and be fucking useless. Yeah, I know, but you see some of these people, man. You got like a fucking giant versus like a big man. You're like, what the fuck? And the dudes are like, I've seen girls on there that are like, oh, they're big. I'm like, holy fuck. Oh yeah, Jesus. Lay off the winnable. But don't don't think they're all juiced because some of them are oh, naturally yeah. just of fucking course, of monsters. Course, of course, it's it's a fun it's a fun entertaining show. I'm not complaining. I just right now I would prefer to watch Titan, but I, I I'm I'm sw- I, maybe it's just because the other one's been a lot longer and it's, they've got well, their thing going. If right? you went back and watched yeah. some of the early oh, Ninja, it's, probably, it's, yeah, it's pretty rough. Bad. It's probably bad. Yeah. Um, they had the same thing early on where they were trying to find the balance of how much do we involve these, uh, the announcers? Yeah. How much do we cut to them? Yeah. And cut away from them? How much interviewing do we really need to do? Yeah. Um, before it started to feel more organic and like you said, the flow. Yeah. Like you watch Ninja Warrior now, and it like feels there's not even a break. It's like they're rolling exactly. right into the next That's, person. Shit's it's just, just going, fucking right? Pumping, it's going, yeah, right. And then they're on to the next person. The I next just person. like I feel like when I'm watching American Ninja Warrior, I'm like, this show is fucking stupid. But then I start to as I'm watching it, and I see someone do a time. Then I'm then I'm like waiting to see the next person. The next person goes. I'm like, oh fuck! And I find myself like, oh shit! Yeah, of Get course. Fucked. Yeah, you know. And, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't really do that for Titan. Like the Titan games is just more of like, you know, oh fuck, you know that guy's huge. Like oh shit, you know. I find I'm more involved in the in the other one than yeah. this one. And but- maybe I think I think what it will probably take for the Titan games because the Titan games they focus a lot more on the people and the stories behind them. Like, yes. The Rock definitely built this as a show to inspire people. Of That's course. what this is. 100%. That was not what a Ninja, Ninja Warrior was at first. They've tried to turn it into that. Yeah. But the Rock is definitely turning this into a giant inspiration fest. Yeah. So once they figure that out and you're going to watch it, what's probably going to happen to everyone is you're going to find it, you're going to watch it, you're going to relate to one of the people that are on there. Yeah. And you're going to be fucking hooked. Yeah. Because as soon as you probably. see them, yeah, yeah, yeah. then you're going to be invested. It's kind of like that. It's it, American Ninja Warrior now. Is, people are invested in characters. Exactly. It and, and they have the same people come back yes, all the time. Exactly. That shit is basically, remember that old show that Ty used to go and, and do the home makeover shit? Yeah, it was and extreme it's like, makeover, extreme home makeover. edition. 
So yeah. now they've got this perfect formula where you get attached to the to the people. Yes. You're, you're rooting for them. Then they've got all the great home building stuff. Yep. And there's and the the, the sponsorships don't yep. don't seem like they're too much. They don't sponsor. feel like they don't feel sponsorships. Like they had, there was like at the beginning it was like you know they've got a cool idea but it's a little fucking weird. And then it gets to the point where it's just like fucking this thing. Uh, and next thing you know, you're, then you're crying. Butter. Then yeah. you're just like you know it's this it's this train right. Hey Jeff. Yeah. Move that bus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a 78,000 square foot mansion oh, and here's your two Ferraris your 458 Ferraris just in case you gotta make it to work and Ferrari hooked you up we paid your taxes for 10 years as well and there's a $25,000 scholarship for your kids <laughs> yeah. to go oh, you're such a great person and you help with the community and oh you're a fucking you know what I was always kind of waiting for I was always kind of waiting for like three years later they're gonna find out that like one of the families that they just blew out ended up like dad was like a fucking asshole that looks so <laughs> Sold the house immediately. Yeah, sold immediately. The money. Yeah, did some black tar heroin. Yeah, and ran, ran in away. Vegas. They divorced. They yeah. split it 50 50. Yeah, exactly. Came up with a really nice story. Yeah. <laughs> Went and got a couple of handicapped kids that they don't even really know. They just paid them to be there, pretended they were their children. It's terrible. Oh, uh, let's see. One. Oh, this is a long one. That's why. That's why. Oh, okay. Uh, well, just read it. Let's just do it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Read it. Okay. This comes in from Sir Holmes, who was $370 deep. Damn. Thank you, sir. Holmes. Said, hi, guys. <clears throat> like Jeff, I'm becoming a first-time father Ooh, as well. Congratulations. In a, couple, in a couple of months. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, this is great, but also, unfortunately, means I have to lower my pledge for a while, understandably so, because you're having a fucking child, and that just has to happen. It's the way she goes. Uh, you know, for, he said, you know, for the kids. For the, for the kid. For the kid. <laughs> yeah, for the, yeah, but for the kid with S in brackets. There you go, I like it. However, uh, I do have a question relating to this, which might be a bit heavy. In the last couple of months, me and my wife uh, have had to make some difficult decisions. Like, what do we do if we found out during pregnancy that the child uh, has some disease or handicap mm. like mm. Down syndrome? Mm-hmm. Also, before she got pregnant, I was thinking uh, about stuff like, what if uh, we can't have any kids? Mm. What I would do? Do I want uh, kids no matter what? Or could we just stop trying uh, and live our lives without kids? I was wondering, did you have similar thoughts and decisions, and do you uh, care to deliberate on your opinion on such matters? Cheers. Well, I mean, I can relate to it because I'm, go- I'm going through it now. Yeah. Um, I never really was concerned about if I couldn't have kids or, or not. Um, was never really a issue in my family, and uh, you know, I, I didn't have any other reason to believe I couldn't have kids. So that wasn't really a thing. Um, the the kid thing for me was like more of when I was ready to have kids. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I've always I've always felt like <clears throat> I mean I could probably could have had kids years ago, but I always wanted to have security for my family before I have a family because my parents had my mom had me when she was like sixteen almost seventeen years old. So you know I I grew up with 
Not a lot. I mean, my parents spoiled me and they probably couldn't afford to do it. And I know they didn't couldn't afford to do it, but I didn't want to do that as well. I didn't want to be that guy that the dad that couldn't afford to buy diapers at a whim. You know, it's like, shit, I got to wait until Thursday to buy diapers and I got to make sure that the diapers are the ones at Walmart or Costco in bulk and they're no name or something to make these last for a while or I didn't want to be put in that. And I understand that's a situation for many, many people, but that's why I waited so long before I was, before I even want to contemplate even having kids. Even now, even now, this is going to sound crazy. Even now I get those feelings like, you know, obviously I don't live on the streets or anything like that. And financially, you know, we should be fine. But even now I still fear that. So that was like more of, you know, am I going to be able to provide? Am I going to be able to, those were more of my concerns and why I waited so long. Um, and I still even semi tricked into having kids. Like I didn't, you know, Kayla, Kayla didn't, you know, Kayla told me like, Hey, my birth control's up. Uh, I should probably just not go. And I'm like, no, no. And then she just never went and got her birth control. Part of me was like, you know, and, you know, and I started shooting loads, you know, all over the place. So, uh, you know, I subconsciously, the cream, the cream of the, of the crop. crop, subconsciously, I wanted to have kids, but I just couldn't verbally say it. Like, I couldn't like just say, let's try and have kids. I couldn't do it um, in terms of like being born with a disease or anything like that. We had a scare uh, early on, 14 weeks in, um, you know. So, and we were in fetal assessment for the entire pregnancy. So like every month we would go and all this stuff. And we, I was super, super nervous because we got some, we got some news that we were at higher risk for different things. And, uh, you know, and I was worried about my wife too. And it was very, very stressful. And then in my mind, I was thinking, okay, well, wonder, wonder if there's something wrong. And so at the, at the end of the day, you know, you, you gotta just, in my mind, it was like, I just got to deal with what I'm given, you know, and I got to love this kid no matter what. And that's just the way it is. You know, it's your son or your daughter. It's just how she, how it goes. Um, but then once we were at 20 weeks, uh, we got the good news that baby's perfectly healthy. And some of the concerns that the possible concerns that, uh, that were in the air, um, they were no longer a thing, you know, especially so early on, you could get put into different categories for the smallest of blood work. You know, because it's so early, you just don't know. So once that happened and everything was fine, I mean, we were, you know, we were so thankful and everything else has been good. We've been stay, we had to stay in fetal assessment more so for my wife. Uh, but beyond that, it's been great. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I can't speak for everybody, but you just, I, I think what a lot of it is, for, especially for your first, and I talked to my parents about this and stuff for your first kid. You don't, you've never gone through any of this before. So it's all new. Yeah, you get, exactly. You get, you yeah. get like a blood test that, that comes back with, you know, higher levels of whatever. You start freaking out. You start out. freaking out because you don't know. But then the doctor tells you, listen, man, there, there's a 98% chance that, you know, this is totally fine. It's just the way that blood work happens. They have to put you in these levels of categories. And it, really, you shouldn't stress over this. But you're like, you, start, you do anyway. You do anyway because anyway, you've time. never done it before. Yeah. So a lot, especially with my wife, you know, she feels a certain way. She gets worried or is the baby okay? It's just all new feelings. I'm sure the second time around, if we had another kid, we wouldn't freak out as much because we like, we went through this before. We know that this is, it's a first time experience. You know the drill. You know the drill. So, you know, 
don't stress it too much and just enjoy the process. That that's the only way I can, you know, that's because stressing is just not going to help at all. And the worst part about it is is you can't get answers like right away. It's this thing where you do ultrasounds at like 20 weeks and then like fucking 28 weeks and then like 30 something weeks and then and you have to wait so if you get news that isn't perfect where they're like oh baby's perfectly healthy you got like weeks you got nothing in between to worry about. your weight's perfect and blah 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 then you feel great and you don't worry about anything but it's like ah your weight's a little low and the you know the baby's uh the baby's head seems to you know may not be growing at the normal rate we'd like to see we'd like to monitor this and they put in these things but really nothing bad is happening it's just they have to say these things so that you know what to keep an eye out for you know you should probably try and gain a couple of pounds you're a little then you should start worrying you're like fuck well now we can't find out for another you know uh four weeks or two months and it's just endless you start going through then you go on google it's like that time when you, you got a headache you're like fuck man this headache has been here for Three days, you go on Google, it's like, you got brain cancer. You're like, fuck! Yeah, you go, you, sub, ah! you go to the Mayo Clinic and you that's self-diagnose it. and you go, oh, that's no, it. WebMD. And it's the same thing for pregnancy. You go there, it's like, you know, oh, I'm, I'm feeling weird pressure, uh, you know, in my groin area or whatever. It's like, yeah, your fucking baby's dying. Yep. You're like, fuck! Ah! But no, yeah, no. So don't worry about it too don't, much. Do not ever self-diagnose. Don't it's do a bad it. bad idea. Don't do it. And, and you really, a lot of it is, is different doctors are really good and other doctors are really insensitive. So like some, we've noticed that we've had some doctors, like you normally see the same doctor, but there's been times where her, our main doctor is, was out for the day cause she's also pregnant. And then we'd have like a walk-in doctor or, or, or whatever, and they wouldn't have the same bedside manner. So something that wasn't important at all or at a high risk they would they would say it in a way that would caution you but they wouldn't yeah. give you that like but don't worry like it's nothing that they wouldn't say that and you get another doctor that is just super comforting they say the right things and then you leave with not perfect news but you leave feeling good about the not perfect news opposed to like worrying like fucking crazy yeah exactly. so it yeah. really there's so many different you know things but you know it is what it is so for for me as somebody who's not two months away from having a child, uh, but has obviously thought about children, um, and I I knew I basically had the same the same idea about what I want to do child wise since I was like fucking fifteen years old was I want to have one of my own. Mm-hmm. You want to adopt one. There are twins in the family on both sides though. Me too. So there's a chance that that the one of my own becomes two. Yep. But I've always also wanted to adopt one. Yeah. Um, because there are just so many fucking kids yes. that have been born and they're in the system and they have no family. Correct. Uh, so, you know, the population's high enough. I don't need to be pumping more of my own kids in the world, but it'd be nice to have, you know, one mm-hmm. with the possibility of that second one with a twin or some shit and then adopt one. And that's always been my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In regards to some of the stuff that you brought up there in terms of like disease or, or whatever, it's a really tough question. And y- I don't think you could ever possibly have an answer until you're at that exact yeah. moment. And it's not one that you can do by yourself. It's no, something that it's you something and your you, spouse are you gonna have, have to, to figure out. Figure out. Yeah. I can I can tell you that I can tell you that it would be very difficult for me if it was super early in the pregnancy. And for me personally, I'm not gonna speak for, you know, Gabs or any other better half that I, that I would ever have at the time. 
just for me, if we were early enough on in the pregnancy where where an uh, abortion was not a danger to, you know, my wife, mm-hmm. and there were really high markers for um for uh, a disease or really high markers for 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 down syndrome or something it would be incredibly difficult for me in this moment now before the kid is on the way which my feelings would probably be much different yes it would be very difficult for me to go all the way through it if there was if there was a relatively low risk of any harm happening at that point in the pregnancy yep because not for any other reason than because um it's cold, but I'm realistic, right? When you have somebody, uh, when you have a child in that situation, you are now that child's parent for life. Yes. And obviously you're your child's parent for life in, in a normal case, but this is different. You now have a dependent child pretty much for life. Yeah. And that is something that you have to 100% be cer- certain about that you are comfortable with. Yeah. Because the the only worst thing than admitting that you don't want a child that's like that is having one and not being honest with yourself and then not being able to provide yeah. the appropriate care and and support for that child yeah. on the other side if you actually go through with it. Yeah. Because that's, that's, a, that's a place that's even worse. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah. So... Difficult to say unless you're in that position. Listen, I went baby uh, we, on the way. We literally went through. We exactly. literally went through it. Yeah, and and we didn't even consider. <clears throat> we didn't even consider any of those ultimate endings. Yeah. until we were further in that we would know almost indefinitely. Yeah. if exactly the baby was healthy or whatever, right? Because we wouldn't want to be put in that. We we're not going to make that type of decision you know, on a first test or or whatever, right? Because things change and there's nothing crazy. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of share the same thing and it's, it's one of those things that, you know, thank goodness we don't have to have that discussion, um, and, and make, it's, make, it's it, not it, like it's, somebody with down syndrome can't have a great life. Mm-hmm. It's not about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, we, we went to school with several children with, with yes. down syndrome, yeah, various degrees yeah, of, cause lived on the same quite, street. Quite, yeah. Quite a spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Right. The, the thing was. You we we got we got to see it, especially for the girl that grew up on her street. The, there is a stark difference between the ones that went to school that did not have a family that was supportive. Yeah, and the ones that and did. the one that grew up on her street that had a Amazing family that family. was fucking incredible and on oh. top of it. Oh yeah, but you have to fucking know you are that family before you go through that. Otherwise, we've seen what the outcome is, and it's not so hot. Mm-hmm. And. I couldn't bring myself to do that to to a, to a child. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's that's a, a tough ball game for anyone to it's call. A, it's a very tough, and 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 it has a lot to do with the person and and what and what you know. Because when you have a when you when you have a kid, right? And I'll tell you this: like when Kayla got pregnant, not only was I nervous to begin with, and and going back to the things that I was talking about about security and stuff, but now. You throw in a, a wrench of a potential disease or uh, something like that, and then it just adds to the level of stress. And then on top of that, in your mind, I think everybody's got this this vision of what their son or daughter is going to be like, and the things you're going to do with them, and and you know all these different things. And then you find out you you, you potentially find out that there that there's a there's there's a just a wrench. That's, I'm not saying you still can't enjoy those yeah. things because yeah. well, you know, but it really is a tough, tough decision, and it's and it's something that you and your spouse can only 
talk about and and weigh all the pros and cons and then ultimately make that decision. And like I agree with what Adam says, you really have to be um you want to be goddamn you want to be positive. First of all, it is of my opinion that you want to be goddamn positive before have you have kids, a kid, period. period. Healthy or not. You don't have them yeah. just because it's neato and your parents yeah. did it and your parents' parents did it yeah. and your friends are doing it and you feel like you want to hop on the... It's like when people start like proposing and it always happens at the same goddamn time of year. Yeah. It's because they see friends doing it, they hit that age, and then people start proposing yeah. when they, have, they should not be proposing. Yeah. It's the same with kids. Yeah. They see their friends doing it. Yeah. And they just fucking like. Let's have kids. The women especially get in that fucking mood. Yeah. And it's sh- the flavor of the month. It's the flavor of the month. I want to be a mom. Shit. Yeah. I want to be a mom now. I want to. I'm missing out with all the girlfriends. I want to go out and buy cute clothes and fucking do all this shit. That's how you get asshole children. Yes. Because you're not ready for it. And yeah. then you're an idiot parent. Yep. And shit goes wrong. Yeah. So don't do that. Mm. So that, that, that logic applies for, for just having a kid period. If you can get that far, but yeah, I wish I wish you and your wife uh, all the best. all the best, and I'm I wish sure I hope your, your wife will be you know he- uh, will be healthy throughout pregnancy and when she gives birth, and your baby will be healthy and everything will be uh, will be great. Absolutely, I'm sure it'll be fine. Oh yeah, there is a way higher percentage chance that everything's going to be peachy. Yes, than there is the opposite. Absolutely. So, go get them. And if and if for some reason your child comes out and does have Down syndrome, don't freak the fuck out. Yeah, it's it is not the end of the world. No, it's just gonna be a harder world. Love that but child you know, to death because they are the most loving people oh my on god. the planet. Oh my god, are they ever. unconditional? It's like they don't even have a bad bone in their body. They it's don't. like they actually don't know what hate is. No, it's like just it's it's incredible. And every person that I've ever talked to that has had a child with Down syndrome, um, they said it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. Because it just opens your changes eyes to their it outlook changes on life. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, you know, and, and yeah. So, I mean, hey, it is what it is. You never know. Like, you know, the, the children may come out and, and it might not even be Down syndrome. There might be a, a, a different type of yeah, illness kind of or disability or, a disability or yeah. anything, right? You just got to be prepared for that. You're having a kid. It's like taking a pet home, yeah. right? You take a you pet home. You don't know what's going to happen. You have no idea what this, how this pet is. The, the the fortunate thing about having a pet is theoretically you can get rid of it. You can't get rid of a kid when it's here. It's, you just, you. I mean, you can, but you're a pretty shit person. If you're like, you know what? This kid is just not turning out the way I wanted this kid to be. So I'm just going to, you know, run away from this kid or whatever. You just can't do that. So you just, if you're having kids, you just got to be mentally ready for whatever. Um, or if you get really bad news, then then that's a discussion that you're going to have to have with your with your significant other. That's Absolutely, it. yeah. Uh, Shady is asking, do you do you think that uh, uh, another video game crash, kind of like we saw in the '80s before Nintendo resurrected the shit, uh, do you think we're having an or seeing the genesis of another one of those moments based on how the industry is right now? No. I don't. No, no. I think video games is bigger than ever, mm. and it's ever. It is. It's just bigger than it's mm-hmm. ever been. Um, and I think we're. I think now the internet and household everyday people are coming up to. I think video games have reached that that level of sports where where you know it's 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 in every house. It's it's a part of normal conversations. It's its own. I mean, it's always been its industry, but now it's it's. It's a real fucking 
it's a it's no longer just nerds sitting in there, you know, playing their games. You know, this shit. Parents are talking about Fortnite. You know, people every yeah. your grandmother talking probably knows Fortnite. something about Fortnite. Yeah. You know, um, so no, I don't see it uh, a bubble or some sort of crash happening. Um, I just see video games being very stale for the next five years or so until somebody changes the game because right now it's working so well that everybody just wants to get in on that working well and uh until everybody's on it and then the industry will be desperate for a big change and that's it i don't think we're gonna be i don't think we're in a crash or we're not gonna be in a crash like 83 was i think we're in for uh a bubble burst but not the same not in the same capacity as we did or the scope of, of 83 um, video games were still relatively infantile in 83. And so the, the crash was way more severe yeah. than it was now. It's such a mature industry that it's not going to fold like it did in 83. Yeah. However, I think we are coming towards something, but crossroads. it's is there a crossroads. It's, uh, because games are becoming too expensive to make and the turnaround time, uh, that, that publishers are looking for getting faster and faster and uh and so the models have been changing as we've been seeing so i but the mechanisms for that whether or not they are long-term viable has remains to be seen and so if there was a bit of a a, of a downswing it will be a, a shift in how in how games are made and it will be whether you and i and people that existed in the earlier games of gaming get to continue getting games that we enjoy versus mobile games, yeah. free-to-play, fuckery. Fucking, but yeah. if they grow up with it, they don't know any better. They don't, they don't give a fuck. That's it. So it's hard to separate yourself from that. It's hard to look at it, and you go, you look at it, and you look at what we grew up with. Yeah. And you go, okay, um, this is going away. Obviously, game market has to be crashing, right? No. Uh, it just this means... changing, man. It just means that it's changing. Yeah. Uh, however, it might go down if, like I said, that model, which has not been time tested yet, this was time tested. Yeah. The new model has not been time tested. No. Uh, and it's shown some cracks in the loot box shit and the microtransactions, things of that nature. So it's, it has shown some cracks. So it's not like it's bulletproof, but we won't know for quite some time. Yeah. So I say that we might be seeing the startup, but only because we're really ramping into like the meat of the free to play the mobile game shift yeah. in the market where the number of people playing these things is fucking astronomical oh, it's and the Asian huge. market blowing it up, uh, et cetera. It's crazy. It's crazy. So that's what we're going to have to wait and see how that plays out. But it sure shit isn't going to be like 83. Last question comes in from blue. Greek Greek. A couple of episodes ago, Jeff mentioned he wasn't wearing any underwear. Are you wearing some now? Uh, no. Okay. Yeah. So you're continuing the, the commando dream. Yeah. I haven't worn underwear in a boat. Uh, well, I wore it in Vegas, but I haven't worn under, underwear now probably since November. Are you wearing them with jeans? I don't wear jeans. But, uh, ever? No. I haven't worn jeans. Even in Vegas, you don't wear jeans? No. You went to a concert in sweatpants? Yes. It was Tenacious D. Bro, you're in, you're in goddamn public out in a crowd of people it's- in, in sweatpants? Yeah, nice Under Armour. I went out and bought all new sweats and sweat and and. Uh, I'm getting dressed up. The new Under Armour sweats are coming out. Yeah, dude. <laughs> these are fucking. These are nice, comfy. They're not like shitty sweats. These are nice. I'm, okay, 
Let yeah, me continue I want to be comfortable, qu- man. This question. I, I feel you. I have been, uh, he said, I have been trying to simplify my life lately, and my question uh, to you guys is, what are some things we can go without to save money, stress, clutter, etc., that we don't need, but that everyone assumes, or, like, acts as if we do, in fact, need? A girlfriend. I'm, that's just it. A girlfriend. (laughs) How about, what about, what about... What about goods and services that aren't necessarily significant others? What if we were what if we were sticking with <laughs> materialistic things? I think is probably what we're going for on this one. Although girlfriends can be very materialistic, yes, I don't think that's what he was going for. Okay, but now that you've said it, yes, some can be a bit extreme. Um, <laughs> that you could do without. Okay, say say the question one more time. Uh, so, trying trying to simplify his life lately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what do you think some things are that we can go without, uh, whether it's to save money, stress, or clutter, etc. That we because we don't need them, but everyone assumes that we do. So it's stuff that everyone assumes that we absolutely need. It's just like a, it's like you know it's it's like the, when you're determining needs versus wants. Yeah, a lot of wants have suddenly started to creep their way into the needs category. Yeah. I think that's what he's getting at. What are some of those wants that are that are masquerading yeah. as needs? Well, I'm not going to say the phone because phone is definitely definitely. I, I necessary think it's now. I think it's a necessity in this day and age. I think the I mean, you get rid of social media think, on the phone. I then, think the level of phone okay that's is stupid. debatable. I'm going to go ahead and say you, this: you don't need a fourteen hundred dollar phone. I'm going to go ahead and say a car payment. So going out and buying a new car. You don't need it. Yeah. It's, okay. you know, having that monthly $400 a month bill, it'll create stress. It'll, you don't need it. Um, you know, buy a, buy a, you don't necessarily need to buy a beater, but save up some cash and buy a car in cash. You know, whether it's a $5,000 car, $10,000 car, whatever you can do. Um, signing a six, seven year lease or a, or a finance. Um, unless you've got the money, right? Unless like, you know, there's some people that just can afford it, right? They're just like, you know, hey, uh, if you're making, you know, $5,000 a month. I mean, you can, you, you can, can, you, you can, can go, lease, you can lease an, an Elantra for a hundred and fucking $40 Canadian. It's not like you have to go $400 deep. I know, but most people, most normal yeah, people, yes. they feel like they need the bells and whistles. They need the nice car and they they're don't. They're in the $300 plus dollar exactly, a month category. And they yeah. don't have the means. Yeah. To they should make be in the that C, type of commitment, but they're in the XE. They're the people that <laughs> they're the people that don't have a savings. Yes, but they've got d- decent credit, you know, and and they've got they've got a job that they've had for a while that they can afford to buy this car, but they're living paycheck to paycheck because of a car payment, which will cause stress. Yeah, which you don't need. Yep. Um, it basically goes through. All, I'm not saying you don't need a car because you you need a vehicle to get around, especially if you work. But you don't need to go out and buy that brand new car because your old lease or your old finance is up and now you just want to jump into another one. If if you've gone through that, it's fine. But just drive the car you have for as long as you can and save up some money and buy a car in cash. And it's going to free up some – it's going to alleviate some stress. That's That would be my thing. I think that's – a lot of people just – they get that – I've done it. I've been there. I've done it. I've learned from it. And I just see so many people doing it. It's crazy. They'll go and get like I've seen people spend eight, nine hundred, a thousand dollars a month 
on a truck payment a or a car payment? payment. No, a vehicle payment. No, I know, but it's like, it's uh, it's, it's a, mortgage a mortgage payment. payment. They don't have a house. You know, they're living in an apartment, uh, but they're but they've got a sixty thousand dollar truck outside. Well, I need it for work. Well, did you need a brand new fucking 2018 they're, Ram 2500? So, so here's my with sa- Hemi? Here, here's the sales pitch on 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 what they're doing, but not and not the 2500 Hemi fucking yeah. like quad cab extended yeah. chrome package yeah. deal, uh, right? Uh. Um, if you are in a situation where you don't have, let's say, because here's my opinion: if you're buying a secondhand car. For less than $10,000, you're wasting your time. And here's why. Because in a single year, you're going to already be shelling out $700 to $1,000 in repairs mm. on that vehicle. I've seen it with every single fucking friend, every family member. Every, and it doesn't matter if it's a Honda. It doesn't matter if it's a Toyota. If you spend less than 10 Gs on a used or uh, less than 10 Gs on a used vehicle, you are spending the money that you didn't spend to get to the 10 Gs. Mm-hmm. In the first year or two, anyway. So if you don't have that, it's kind of like people that are getting that get caught in the rent loop. You can afford a mortgage payment mm-hmm. because your rent is as much or more than a mortgage payment, mm-hmm. but you can't afford is a it, down you payment. You can't afford the down payment, yeah. Which is similar in a used car market, mm-hmm. whereby your trade off is you buy a beater. I had a beater. Mm-hmm. I had a fucking 2003 Ford Focus, which is about as beater as you're fucking going to get, mm-hmm. short of your 92 Civic. 91. 91. And it was, it was, that was a beater. My car was such a beater, it literally died en route to pick up my new car in the middle of an intersection, in traffic, dead of the middle of the day. Mm. Well, you wrote, it, that, you wrote it to the ground. On my first day of having the vehicle, the brake lines died, mm. and I had to neutral roll it. Mm. Into a parking lot and e-brake stop to not kill myself or somebody else. Mm. That car was okay-ish, but that first day, I spent $1,200 on the brakes. And then over every single year, if you averaged it, so there was like a year where I didn't have to spend any money, but if you averaged it, I was spending as much money every year bordering on a lease for a vehicle. That's that's impressive, but I shouldn't. Well, not I a mean, four hundred dollar a month vehicle. That, that's impressive. But if I was yeah. going because it was a Ford Focus, so if I went to if I went to Hyundai, yeah. and I almost got an Elantra before I got the Rab, I almost I almost crammed my tall ass into a fucking Elantra because mm. it was a hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. So in that sense, not what I'm driving now because I went Rav four because my even my dad looked at me and said, "Son, I know you're trying to save some money right now." But if I see you fucking get into that goddamn sardine can, mm. I'm going to question some of your motives on this one. Get something that you're not squeezed into. And so I did. But that was costing me a lot of money. And that's the kind of car somebody that should be looking at if you're in a, in a beater. Mm-hmm. So it can be tough. And lease markets are getting better and better because car manufacturers get desperate as fuck. The difference being, like you're saying, people run it up. Yeah, way too much. They yeah. get talked up. They start slapping on every single package they can get their hands on. Yeah, like hey, you want extra cup holders? You want fucking leather seats? Yeah, you want a moon they go crazy. sun? They go crazy. With roof it. everything, and then now you're into the stupid category for sure. But it's <laughs> it's challenging because just like a down payment on a house, buying a car outright is sometimes just not in the cards. No, it, it's no, it's definitely not in the cards. Not not everybody can do it. But it's one of those things. Like if it was my money. 
it would be like I buy a car in cash that I can afford and I run that into the ground while saving up because you got to think about it. If you spend, if you say you bought a $5,000 car, I've never owned a $5,000 secondhand car. All of them were less than that. That Jetta that I bought was 1800 bucks. And you, you know, spent a lot of money like I didn't three spend, days later. Yeah, I spent, I spent some money, but it was like, you know, I might, I might have spent two thousand dollars in that car mm-hmm. in the life of that I've had it, and I had it for like three. The engine, three years was in so. good shape, but yeah. the body was, f- and I had fuck. a lot of miles on it. It was like yeah. one hundred forty thousand miles. It was a on diesel, it. so yeah, the diesel. Um, you know, I've had the Honda Civic that I bought for eight hundred bucks. I put a bunch of money into that, mm, but you still look at it. Blue interior. You 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 buy a car, say for five grand, and it's five thousand bucks. But you you save up, like you got to save up some money. In in a lot of the times, even when you buy a new car, you got to put something down. A oh, lot absolutely. of the time, like a thousand bucks, you know, yeah, something. Yeah. So the way I would look at it is, if it was me, is I save up money. I mean, you've whatever you drive, you drive a five thousand, you save up five grand. I mean, if you can't save up five thousand dollars to buy a car, you have no business in buying a brand new car yeah. at a three or four hundred dollars a month. No, you just don't. Well, I mean, obviously if, not. You're not even in the market for a car. No, you're not. You're, you're, you're just not. You, you can't afford. To save up five grand. It might take you a year. It might take you a year and a half, two years yeah. to save it up. You can wait, and then yeah. you can buy that car. While you buy that car, the money that you would be spending on a car payment, you save up. Absolutely. You just save, you save, you save, you yep. save, you save. Well, you have to put money away because you know eventually when you're in a used car, and you're going to have problems. Coming. Exactly. Yeah. So you save that $300, $400 a month. You save it, you save it, you save it. Yeah. Next thing you know, you've got a few thousand dollars. And then uh, over, over the course of that car... Then you move up. So now you have another five thousand or ten thousand dollars saved up. And then you sell your beater instead of for five thousand. Now you're selling that for twenty three hundred bucks. So you're getting a chunk of that money back to somebody else who needs the car. Then you're compiling that money, then you move up like that. It's like a slow, progressive move up. But here's the thing. Nobody likes slow. Nobody likes They like now. They like now and they like new and they like fresh. Yeah. And they go, Well, you know, it's only three hundred, four hundred dollars a month. You know, I I make this much every two weeks. I can afford it. I definitely didn't look at my car payment and went, yeah, it's only three or four hundred dollars a month. But most most people do that. That's true. That's the they don't go when they when they go into buy a new car. Most people go, oh, um, they don't say, oh, that car is. Thirty-five grand or forty-five thousand. No. They go. Oh, it's three hundred and fifty dollars a month. It's the they, three three easy payments of twenty-nine yeah, ninety-nine. They, they don't. They don't look at. They they could care less if the car was eighty grand. Or or thirty five grand as long as it's in their mental budget of three hundred or three hundred fifty dollars yeah. a month. Yeah, exactly. If they if people could sign a twenty five year lease or twenty five year finance on a car, they would do it. Yes, they would do it. Absolutely. It's like buying a house. Why would you t- Why would you go on a fifteen year uh, house lease or t- sorry mortgage when you can do a twenty five or if you're in America thirty year mortgage? Your p- car your house payments are way lower. So why wouldn't you? But with the car, it's the same thing, right? If they could do, so they go six, seven years. Now you've made a six or seven year commitment. Now for the ones that are willing to make that six or seven year commitment, Mm. it's okay. Yes. If you can afford it. Yes. But the thing is. Most people don't. They don't. (laughs) Not only can they not afford it, but they never go that full term. No, they only go go three years in. And they're like, I want a new car. They get a call from Acura or Honda going, hey. Would you like an upgrade? Would you like an upgrade? And then you go in and they go, hey, you can trade in this car. We're actually going to lower your payments from 350 to 325. You're getting the new model 
But hey, you just got to sign another six or seven year lease. Yep, perpetual financing. And that's where the cycle. Ha- that's where mistakes are heavily made. Yeah, and it's this never. It's like you spend your entire life with a car payment. Yeah, it's like this norm. I haven't had a car payment in forever, and I'm telling you right now, I'll never have one again because there's nothing worse than fucking a car payment every single month if you don't need to have one. Yeah. It's just, that's it. Well, I, I plan, I plan once on you're, buying well, my lease out. Exact, exactly. And then you're going to ride that RAV4 to the ground. I had, you're going to get I your had, money's worth. I had the extended warranty on it, so it will take me my the full five-year lease that I put on it. Yes. And I'm going to buy that bitch out. It's the smart thing. For probably four or five grand less than they'll put it on the lot for. Yep. And then I'm going to ride that son of a bitch. And they're going to try and get you in the new RAV4 when when your fucking lease is up. And you're going to say, no, 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 no. And that's it. If you're doing it that way, that's the right way. But most people don't do it that way. And it's okay if you don't do it that way. I didn't do it that way for the longest time. It's easier said than done, man. Who doesn't? My mom does this shit all the time. She, you know, she's not even done her, her, her finance term and she's got it. She's in a new car. She just gets bored of the old car Yeah, and she can afford it. She can afford the payment, but it's just, it's, it's stress, unneeded stress for whatever, for it, for what? Uh, If you've never heard of a five-year lease, it's because that's the levels of desperate that, that uh, car manufacturers are getting. You go into Toyota Canada, five-year lease, easy. Yeah. Uh, and I did it. I put money down on it because I knew I was going to likely buy the car out at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I get five year lease to just take my time with it. Yep. And then I got them to give me. I got them to give me the extended warranty, which went through, which got me the rest of the five, like the rest of that that lease term for a dollar. <laughs> for a dollar. Great. Because I got I got winters and everything else oh, was yeah. in there. They can't give it to you for free. They no, charge you so a dollar. it was a dollar. Mm. Yeah, I did. It took me a couple of managers before I got I got them talked down. Oh, but you always. I'm a walk. Out, I'm a walk out and go buy the thing across the street if I don't get what I want. The guy who sold me the car was like, "I really like you, but I actually made zero dollars on this." Dude, didn't <laughs> I tell you when car. I bought my wife's Honda? The dude when I went in, he legitimately went in his wallet, yes, and gave me hundred and forty dollars so that I could have the winter mats yeah. because his manager refused <laughs> to throw them in because I had already taken him the ringer. So the the sales guy had to go out of his commission. Literally, he said, I made $500, which is the base. He yeah. said, I made $500 in the sale. Yeah. And I and he had to go into his 500 and give me 140 of it <laughs> to get that sale. I shit you fucking not, bro. Yeah, and I, I felt ba- I felt bad because I really no. like the guy. No, I don't feel bad. I like I like the guy a lot. I mean, I don't I, I don't feel bad for the company. No. But like for the guy who's still like he, he put in so much work. Uh, but yeah, it was it was totally worth it. So yeah, anyway, cars. Yeah, I agree. Car. Yeah, car. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that that definitely car is one you get away with. There are some places, obviously, in the world where uh, mass transit isn't as ubiquitous. Yeah, and a car is kind of like kind of like here. <laughs> yeah, kind of like here. <laughs> yeah, uh, you just you need it. You need something. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just that you don't necessarily need a Maserati. No. Uh, to make that work. No. Uh, for sure. For me, um. I'm going to say, and it's one of my own vices, um, I'm going to say TVs. Ooh, that's a good one. Or and, and sim- well, or similar to uh, to cars, the, the level of TV that people get swoondled into buying, mm. right? Uh, or just no TV at all. Especially given everything being kind of like Netflixy and stuff now, and everyone's like mobile, big on mobile, you just... You just, you, you don't need it. No. But more importantly than that for me <clears throat> is general clutter. He listed clutter. I fucking hate 
Clutter. I don't want to see a million and one pieces of memorabilia. You don't need it. Mm. Have a couple. Well, this is at least in your room and it's yeah. on a shelf. Yeah. Built for it. But I'm talking like you're out in your living room. I know what you're saying. And there's a million knickknacks nah, there's... in the living room. Yeah. And our shit's clean up. That shit bro. gives me anxiety. We're I walk borderline, in just or borderline fucking bear in this house. I'm with you. Not even my fucking grandmother's house had that much clutter in some places. Shit is fucking real. Mm. And especially if you're the one that cleans it. Mm. And right now, I don't have to do any of that downstairs because barely anyone's ever downstairs. I clean the kitchen, mm. but it's not used enough that we have to worry about it. And there's like three things downstairs in the living room. And there's like the TV, the TV shelf, or the like rack, and a couch. And that's fucking chill. But before, years and years ago, when Natalie and I were oh, together, oh, and she was, was like... That place was... Oh, yeah, dude. You had, shit, you had shit everywhere, bro. Packed. Dude, I'd look in a cupboard, and there was shit in a cupboard that didn't even look like it belonged in a cupboard. And I was... And I was my... So my... Natalie was the, the, the cooker. I was the cleaner. And every time I had to think about... I'd have like this... I'd have this like internal... I want to scream was... I knew I had to dust, and I had to pick up and move every single oh, fucking fuck. one of the knickknacks. Rip. On a shelf, Rip. and books, and fucking little like souvenirry things, mm, and, paper mache, and, and like and all fucking... this fucking endless nonsense on every wall and every crevice, and it drove me nuts. Mm. I'm big on having a few things that you are really. It it needs to as stupid as it sounds. It's like that that new Netflix show is getting memed now. It's a Japanese chick. You know what sparks joy? She's not. It sounds like a really stupid phrase, but it makes sense because your interests in life change dramatically over time. Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of shit that you've got that was stuff that you were interested in eight years ago that has taken up a bunch of room in your house that you just don't fucking need. Time for a yard sale. Time for a yard sale. Get that shit oh, yeah. the fuck out. Oh, yeah. When we moved, oh, it felt so good. Mm. I was just Value Village. I was like, here you go, Value Village. The hook up. And then they went and resold all that shit for exactly. retail value. Well, cocksuckers. Probably. But I wasn't about to take the time to try and sell all that shit. Oh, fuck no. So just, it felt so good. Mm. So she's got something. So that's why, like, with the collectibles, it's like, I go big, but I've got, like, four things. That's right. And that's it. That's the way it should and be. And I'm happy with my four things. Mm -hmm. So if we ever, you know, need to move again, mm -hmm. the moving process? Easy. Easy. Five boxes and a TV. The kitchen is the hardest thing to pack. Mm -hmm. Everything else is just... Done. Done. So that's my thing. Clutter, get it the fuck out! And TVs. And TVs. Don't spend so much money on TVs, you know, if you don't use it very much. The only, like, the general, the general rule of thumb is how often do you use it mm -hmm. and for what purpose? Mm -hmm. And the more you use it, We've, then the more it makes sense that you could spend some extra we money We haven't, on the only TV I've bought in the last, like, seven years is this is one out one. here yeah we i i'm still Kayla rocking I, mine from six i yeah. think it's seven years ago now our bedroom is one that we had when we first moved in together yeah and the one in the living room is one that we bought when we first moved into uh our first house yeah yeah and, and that's it that was the only one that i bought as of as of recent it was because it's my man cave and yeah, sure. you know i i, I you know and i i went i got we ain't gonna need to buy another tv for a long time <laughs> for you know a for long time a long time but basically when 4k is no longer the standard yes is basically it so and that's you know for me i'm riding my uh seven seven years now on this plasma that i've got it's still fire plasma oh my god it's still so fucking good uh but you know eventually 
I'm, I'm just waiting for tech to get to a certain point. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll re up, but it will be probably, I'll be re, I'll be buying another TV 10 years deep <laughs> having the TV that we've got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some people are like, they're like cell phones. They got a new TV every two years. And they're, they're buying like, oh, yeah. And they're buying like $3,000 televisions. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just not my interest either. Like watching TV is just not something I I do a lot of. I I buy it I buy it for the movies I watch at home because mm. I really enjoy watching movies at home. Mm. Um, and the movies that I like, I'm really attached to, so I like to see them in as best mm. as possible. I don't I don't really spend. There's not a lot of stuff that I spend money on like that are huge. Yeah. Uh, my thing. My biggest problem is eating out. Like that's my biggest. Everyone thing. has a vice. Yeah. That's that's Yours it. Yours is definitely sushi. Yes. Hundred percent. Yeah, like I mean, I could spend sixty dollars a week in sushi, no problem. I mean, it, it, you know, it's whatever. That's probably my only vice. But I mean, if that's my only vice, then okay. At least oh, I'm yeah. eating good. It is what it is. It is. It is what it is. You know, people look at all my games and it's all free. Like I didn't pay. Yeah, because you, you I, sold I flipped, all your I flipped shit. all this stuff. In yeah. fact, I'm up four hundred dollars. Yeah, everything's free. It just took my time, but I enjoyed the I enjoy the hobby of, of collecting, collecting games it, yeah. and getting that rush and getting shit for free and then exactly. flipping it. So yeah, I mean, it looks like it's crazy. It is crazy, but it's not. It's free. It just took a couple years. Yeah, exactly. So it is what it is. Easy peasy. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's it. That's it. That's the show. That is the show. We will see you guys again next week. There's another Technical Alpha podcast. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. As always, head on over to patreon.com slash lag TV. Yep. And for the love of God. Send us some fucking us, replays, People dude. have been asking, oh, where's oh, When oh. Cheese Fails? You guys owe us When Cheese Fails. Uh-huh. Well, here's the problem. When Cheese Fails can only happen when we have replays. We don't. Yeah. So if you want it. I went through, I went through about 15 replays. So we actually got some. And the games, man, they're so bad. Like y'all need to just—it's like you're not even trying. It's like it's—it's it's like somebody plays one game of StarCraft and cheeses, and like, oh, it failed. I'm gonna send it in. It's like send in, like do like take an hour and play a bunch of them, and then send in the best one because they're bad, and we want we want every episode to be good. Like even the first episode we did was borderline bad game. Yeah, exactly. That was like that was on the it was edge on the edge of not getting casted exactly. So I haven't checked the inbox for a few days again. So I'll check it, and hopefully for next Thursday we'll have something that we can cast that's worthy of of a of a episode yeah. It's not two. Like, we're, like we're waiting for it. We will we will maybe uh, in the next week. Uh, I know that for the the Patreon pledgers that we've actually finally started getting a couple of people posting. Uh, I think some replays. Sweet on that. Great. So we might, at the very least, Let's we might do that. have we might normal have a couple game or a normal uh, last game or, or something like that. Or something. Yeah, we'll we'll see what's in that little list there. And if you want to be part of that, and you want to put your games in. Yeah, do that. There's not very many people submitting them, and the the entry point for that is five bucks. <laughs> so Worth. get on over to Patreon.com/slash/LagTV and uh, you can get in on it's that action. It's underneath the stream if you're watching the stream. You might have to scroll down a little bit on the post now because a couple of podcasts have happened, but they're there. And the explanation of how to do everything is in the main body of the Patreon page underneath the featured video. You'll be able to spe- uh, spot it real easy. Thank you for watching and listening as always, ladies and gentlemen. We really do appreciate it uh, and all of the uh, amazing support. We will see you guys again next week. And until we do, peace. Peace.